stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking Nerf herders? It's Snescapades, a chronological journey through the North American Super Nintendo library with a few pit stops along the way. We play them briefly, judge them harshly, and rank them. That is pretty much all you need to know. I am Cheese Keys! I'm Emmy Zero. And I'm going fast, because we. this is another playing with power issue. Playing with power episode. Yes, that's right. Uh, and these always run long, so we're we're trying to we're trying to, to to keep it tight, keep it light. Yeah, we are trying, and uh, we've got guests. We we have we have two guests to introduce. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, uh, our, our first guest. Uh, you may know him from the Gate Leapers podcast. You may know him from the Drinkopedia podcast. You may know him from uh, 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 the grocery store if you happen to go to the same store that he does. Uh, Jason is here. Hello. And uh, our second guest, uh, you may know him from the Gate Leapers podcast. You may know him from the Drinkopedia podcast. You may know him from your local British pub. I assume that, that that's where British people always congregate. Uh, 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 Matt is here. Hello. Hello. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having us both. Yeah. Both. Thanks, for, yeah. thanks for being here. Uh, uh, thanks for having us on your show recently. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Oh, of course. Talk, talking Trek. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. Honestly, uh, after years of watching YouTube uh, recordings of uh, of the the big fat quiz of the year, I never imagined I would be on nice. a thing like that. <laughs> uh, and it was great fun. It was we had we had a, a really good time. So uh, we are oh. uh, we were really glad to to come on your show, and uh, we were excited that uh, you are here with us today to talk about the October issue of Nintendo Power. Yes. Glad to be here to talk about that. And I'm glad you linked it to Big Fat Quiz of the Year because that's all we need to do for a show plug for Gate Leapers now. If you know what that is, Gate Leapers is like an independent version of that. Great stuff. Thanks for the pitch. No problem. Um, But yes, excited to be here to talk Nintendo Power. Yeah. And uh, do do either of you have any uh, history with Nintendo Power? Either of you subscribers uh, when you were youngins? So I guess I I was never a Nintendo guy. That's more more mm. Jason's bag. Yeah. But I am looking at the date on this issue. I was ten months old. I think <laughs> when when this particular issue right, came yeah. out. So I I don't know how long they kept publishing Nintendo Power for. But uh, yeah, this is uh this is a little before my reading age. You know, yeah. honestly, yeah. shockingly long time. The magazine changed uh, at some point and became much more like a traditional video game magazine. Mm. But it did keep going up until uh, what was the last one? It was like late 2000s, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't remember. I remember I was like on the Internet doing stuff by the time it uh, it wrapped up uh, and they did like a very nostalgic final final cover that was sort of like a callback to the first the first issue and everything yes. so uh Ooh. yeah so i would have been barely able to read at that point so young it's weird i, I, yeah, I keep forgetting yeah, how much I older was... i am than everybody i interact with in the podcasting <laughs> world <laughs> Hey, I, ju- I just turned 30, so I have to start feeling like the older people now. I've got to, I'm, yeah. I'm on Nearly the there, now. bud. Nearly there. <laughs> You've still got like three years. Yeah, four. Four. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, I was never uh, subscribed to Nintendo Power. I was a big Nintendo guy, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I was subscribed to like Game Informer. Yeah, when I was okay. A teen. Okay, yeah. So like I am familiar with the concept of video game magazines and getting that mm-hmm. in the mail every month and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Um, I've mentioned before that I didn't grow up reading Nintendo Power, but I did. I did read other video game magazines uh, as as a as a kid when I was about this age. Uh, is probably actually around when I would have been starting to read those magazines. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Nintendo Power is very much its own its own thing, especially this this version of it before they you know because eventually they like stopped publishing it in house. Like the, this was like one of the things to know about Nintendo Power is it was made by Nintendo. They didn't oh, just hire mm. like uh, like a, you know, a, a magazine, you know, publishing company to to make a, a magazine. Mm. Uh, they they actually did it themselves. So uh, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's very influenced by uh, the style of Japanese game magazines uh, because of that, because that was mm. sort of the model they were <laughs> working from. And um, it makes it fun to read because they're usually kind of. Uh, you know, just just sort of very dense with, uh, if not, you know, interesting information about the games, kind of interesting layouts or, you know, weird original art yes. that doesn't look quite right, but is still kind of cool. Yes. And, you know, yep. I, I was yeah, noticing this, that. This one has a lot of that. So, yeah. Yeah. So we are going to crack into this magazine. But first, we need to talk to uh, one other guest really fast. Uh, somebody we don't get to talk to all that often these days because... There's so many games coming out now, but uh, let's throw things over to Newsy really fast and find out what was going on more or less in the actual world in 1993, uh, October of 1993. So take it away, Newsy. It's October 1993. The Nightmare Before Christmas is released and goes on to grow... Uh, Wait a minute, I'm getting an update here. Cool Runnings? Cool Runnings outgrows The Nightmare Before Christmas at the box office? Are you sure? That doesn't seem right. Moving on. Mariah Carey's Dream Lover is still number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and will stay there until the following month. And the Soviet era of Russian politics comes to an end as President Boris Yeltsin sends the Russian military to quash a communist uprising after disbanding the Supreme Soviet and Congress of People's Deputies. The constitutional crisis and ensuing battles left over 100 dead and over 400 injured. Back to you, Matt, Jason, Emmy Zero, and Chase Keys. Thank you, Newsy. So, um, yeah, uh, Cool Runnings. Anybody fan of Cool Runnings? I think I watched it like once. It's a movie I've seen once, I think. Yeah, I I think it was a movie that every Sunday after church finished, they they put it on in like the kids room. Uh, that's, that's my, so I think I've seen cool runnings about a hundred times. You're a big, you're a big reason that it was more popular Uh, than nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was all, it was all me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, very familiar with cool runnings. I love it. I think it's better than nightmare before Christmas. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. All right. Okay. You know what? Uh, spicy takes. It's a John Candy classic. You know, it is, it, it certainly is, is, you know, I think an, an archetypal, movie like you know movie of its kind from from you know the early 90s oh very early 90s yeah yeah as a a Uh, film I did watch it again recently, um, hmm. and, and I had to go onto Wikipedia and be like, okay, how much of this actually happened? Because I know like they, they changed hmm. all the names of everybody, because this is based on uh-huh. an actual thing that happened. Um, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't use anybody's real name for some reason, but a lot of the stuff that they you know, that, that happened in the movie, like actually was the experience of the the four Jamaicans who, who went to the Olympics to compete in bobsledding and... Like they did now crash in their third race, and um, now the lucky egg is that is that real? Is that <laughs> was that part of the real canon? Did the Olympic team kiss a lucky egg to 
to win? Weirdly enough, that, that wasn't mentioned. Uh, it, okay. it might be. Oh. It might have been. I, I don't know. That's, that's it seems it like an important detail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Russian politics and Mariah Carey. Anybody have anything to say about either of those two topics? Or I mean, I did just watch a documentary on that era of <laughs> Russian politics. I was I, I was going to swerve there and say Mariah Carey, yeah. but because uh, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to like contextualize Russia Ukraine now a lot more, so I was like, let's mm. learn about the collapse of the Soviet Union to find out how we got here, and it was very very informative. Yeah, so, that yeah. makes sense. It's basically it's the same as it always is. It's powerful people do terrible things, but mm. there we go. Yep. And folks, that's why I am an anarchist. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, yeah, Mariah Carey, she's all right. She does uh, pretty well for herself, I think. Uh. <laughs> yeah, sure. This was this is one of this is not the first time we've uh, had a Mariah Carey song be the the number one hit for the month. Is this it? is in fact not the first time this particular Mariah Carey song has been the number one hit. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was, uh, it's been long yeah. enough since we did the previous <laughs> month's issue that I forgot. That's what it was. But uh, yeah, uh, everything I have to say about this Mariah Carey song, I think I probably already said on that episode. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's a good one. Uh, I, I definitely remember this song being on the radio back in the day. Uh, you know, I think this is the one Mariah Carey song that, uh, my partner always demands that I turn off whenever it comes on in the car, because the sound of Mariah Carey's voice in this song hurts her ears so much. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. You know, Mariah Carey is still out there. Singing that Christmas song every year. Yep. We just got through another Christmas season where it was uh, uh, everywhere. So yeah. Hey, look if you if you get a good Christmas hit, you you keep you keep on bringing it back year after year. We're still singing Burl Lives over here. Like, come on, you, you can mm-hmm. keep those things going for a long time. Uh, maybe someday I'll get my own Christmas song. I'll I'll have one. Ooh. Yeah, that's really where the money yeah. is. You know, that's a perennial earner. Yeah. So yeah, Nintendo themed Christmas hit. Yes. Very good. Mm, very good. There's yeah. not enough Christmas themed Super Nintendo stuff, so mm. we will create I could, it. I could I could hear it now, guys. All I want for Christmas is that's the first first Nintendo related noise. <laughs> you can't get a lot of noises from Zelda, I'll say that right now. That, that, that is true. Excellent. <laughs> So we are starting off the issue with a, a lovely picture of Yoda because we're going to be talking about Super Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. We talked about Super Star Wars uh, a while ago. Uh, pretty good game. Kind of notorious for its difficulty. The other two, I feel like, don't come up as often. And I don't know if that's just because they're not as good or if they are fine. But, you know, like don't have the one thing about them that's noteworthy. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the info they actually give about the game. I will say I haven't I don't think I've played Super Empire Strikes Back, uh, but uh, based on the pitch they give for it here, it does sound a little more ambitious than the first one. So uh, I'm kind of interested to play it. <laughs> That's now, how they but, get you. I mean. uh, yeah, I like this. I like this picture, though. Uh, we've got 
you know, uh, a picture like what looks basically like a photograph of Yoda that kind of fades into what is a weird illustration where his feet, his big, big feet <laughs> are at like kind of an odd angle. Yeah, I don't know. This actually looks stranger the longer I look at it. Ooh, Definitely. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, the feet are strange. Luke looks like he's stuck in a glass prison. Yes, he does. Yeah, and he's trying to get out. And um, yeah. R2-D2 looking solemn yeah. and half sunken. R2-D2 is clearly not having the best time here um right which you know i guess is accurate to that movie so fair enough so uh, uh, just for a little background for our guests most of these covers are done by like one contractor uh working with a company that nintendo contracted out to uh make a lot of these and i have to say like um the artist has done like a a wide variety of different like you know known properties and and has done a pretty good job of um of kind of you know, capturing those, uh, those likenesses. I mean, you know, like there's obviously yeah. some flaws here with Yoda, but you, you, you certainly don't mistake this for, you know, Kermit the frog. Now yeah. that's, that's a Yoda right there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah. And if you, it's looks, the face looks amazing. If you slice off the issue sort of just above the barcode right. and you ignore the, <laughs> the toes, cause I'd never thought about Yoda's toes before, but now that's seared into my brain. <laughs> yeah. Right. There they are. Yoda, Yoda is showing feet. That's the canonical explanation for the cane. Yeah. A, a bunch of internet weirdos are looking up this magazine now. Oh, yeah. This is, this website is looked up by uh, fans of old Nintendo things and toe fetishists. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, we get a, a really great advertisement for the Super Power Club after that. Uh, classic. We get the new NES again, which we saw uh, in an advertisement last time. Uh, but, yeah, they will talk about uh, the new NES later on in this issue as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was confused by that just breaking into the magazine right off the bat because i had never seen that console ever i was like is that not the new it was unusual uh i mean it it i mean basically the new nes was like their attempt to kind of goose sales of the like back catalog of nes stuff by putting out a very cheap very you know yeah they do that now right yeah they do that now uh but because this one came out you know I think so far after the fact, but after the successor system was already out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw, I've seen maybe one of these ever. I had a relative who had one uh, because, you know, they didn't really have video games and this was, you know, very cheap. Uh, but yeah. Um, 50 bucks. I like it. I, I think it's a really attractive design personally. It, it's a, it's a great design and I actually owned one until recently. <laughs> these are highly sought after by collectors because they don't have moving parts the way the original NES did. So these things are not nearly as prone to breaking. Like these things hold up yeah. years after And I after imagine the they cost more than $50 now. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Matt. Hold on. Forty nine ninety five MSRP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I sold mine for 80. I probably oh. could have gotten way more for it if I wanted to. So they'll <laughs> probably, you know, cost you between like 80 and a hundred bucks okay. now. Okay. Um, yeah, not too much interesting going on in players pulse. We got uh dad connecting with this kid over Nintendo games. Uh, uh, very charming. That's very charming. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, cute. Yeah. I like that. Story. Um, we've also got uh, a kid trading fossils for his Nintendo games. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the joke here that they're kind of alluding to is that those specific fossils are actually dinosaur poop. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which we know <laughs> because we play Animal Crossing. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's one of the things you can find in Animal Crossing. Uh, it is indeed. Yeah. And uh, and somebody asking why the Mario Paint uh, Player's Guide is not free. 
Ooh. Everybody's got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do want to highlight this page because again you guys have been going through a couple of these issues as someone who uh is just busting this open for the first time I miss these days where you could send letters into editorials and magazines and stuff like yeah. that yeah and publish I kind of do ones, too especially ones from kids it's like it, it in some ways it reads like the internet does now in terms of <laughs> yeah, like, in some like, ways, a red, yeah. like a Reddit board or something, but it's moderated. It's like yes. curated. So it's none of the crap. It's just all yeah. of the good stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like, yeah, my family collects rocks and minerals and also, um, uh, women shouldn't be playing video games. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. sure yeah. They, they, they had the good sense to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Even, um, Gail Tilden's, um, you know, editor's corner feature is not all that, interesting she just kind of talks about how she didn't know what they were going to pick for the cover but they went with star wars because star wars has more more appeal than plock yeah which oh, I, yeah I, we'll get to uh, i want to ask yeah. you all about plock i don't agree with that personally i think plock's pretty cool but you know uh yeah i'm not everybody she, so uh and yeah she was just like yoda toes yoda toes give me yoda toes give me pictures of yoda toes <laughs> we'll we'll never know what the cool spots feet look like well Got to take off his I shoes. D- I for mean, that. I've I've, ch- I've chuckled, but I again, I plock is. I do not know what plock is. When yeah. we get to plock, I'll be asking yeah. so many plock based yeah, no, questions. It's, it's fine. Nobody, nobody knows what plock is. I think they reference that in the plock part two. They it's sure like, do. What the plock is this? They say <laughs> that. What is it? Um, yep. And yeah, we got a thing here about the. Uh, they always they always uh, mention what happened with the the winner of the contest or sweepstakes they were promoting in the last issue and. Uh, this one was the yeah, those costumes look like nightmare field. Oh, those aren't costumes. Those are the puppets they put on the cover of original Star Fox. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, wow. seen oh, the box art for Star Fox, but there are these amazing weird little uh, like like marionette puppet almost things of yeah. the four Star Fox characters uh, making cool poses on the cover there. Yeah. Also, Matt, th- this game might have been called Lilat Wars or something like that uh, back in the UK. No, 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 no. This one was Star Wing. Lilat Wars Star was what Wing. they called. The, the uh, Lilat Wars was what they called Star Fox sixty four in oh, the UK. Right. Right. Ah, so right. Yeah. yeah. Star think- Wing. Star Wing sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely heard that before. Yeah. And yeah, uh, this uh, you know was the 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 contest here was the Star Fox uh, Super Star Fox Weekend which was one of those things where they had a special version of the Star Fox cartridge that was basically set up in kind of a score attack mode that uh, they took around to various various public places and uh, had kids compete for high scores. And uh, yeah, this kid from Garland, Texas apparently won. Uh, I never played this. I never did this one, but I did do the, uh, the super weekend or whatever it was called for donkey Kong country a few years later. Uh, so yeah, um, I did get to participate in one of these at one point. So <laughs> They should do more of those too. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, they should. And also if you happen to have uh, one of the existing cartridges of the uh, star Fox, competition cartridge uh that thing's worth quite a bit of money now. yeah that's so. a really rare nintendo super nintendo cartridge because obviously it was never like commercially released or anything so is it, it so it's worth more than uh than the new nez oh yeah <laughs> probably yeah okay almost, okay, almost okay. Yeah. the new nez the nez nez the nez oh that's what Nunez. they should they should have gone with that yeah. Yeah. i like that <laughs> <Nez>. and, <laughs> and that takes us to the empire strikes back 
or uh, sorry, Super Star the Empire is. Strikes Back Wars. Super Star Wars the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is kind of uh, funny, you know. We were on your guys' show talking Star Trek, and now here you are on our show talking Star Wars. That's, I'm that's weird. Yes. Yeah. I'm loving the juxtaposition. The two yeah. sci-fi things that begin with star <laughs> that everyone always confuses right. with each other. If if you're not into sci-fi, I wonder if there was a ever like an NES game for like the next generation, and it's there just was. Picard, and you're just walking. There oh, we go. See, there we go. I just walking. You around. started saying that. I wonder if, and I was like, <laughs> these two are going to answer that within seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the I think the the NES uh, Star Trek uh, the Next Generation game we get to talk about that one too in this one because they mentioned that later oh, on yeah, in the we issue. Will. What? So, That's right. I, I do remember seeing that towards so, the end. Yeah. So yeah, what? I don't remember that. Yeah, oh, it's it's, an, it's a little thing. It's like near the end. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. No, this, is, this is fantastic because this is essentially a game guide, right? Yes, it is. This is this is a big part of what Nintendo Power was is these game guides for upcoming or recently released games where uh, it's not like quite like a full strategy guide, but they generally, especially they, their real bread and butter with these is these side scrolling platform games because they can do these level layouts like you see here where they've yes. stitched together screenshots of the level and they can point out where secrets are or particularly dangerous or challenging uh, moments. And uh, yeah, they also, it's, it's like a nice, right. It's writing the line between being an advertisement for the game to make you want it more and also Mm. giving you good info about the game uh so that when you get it you can get further in it so it's cool no amazing beautiful graphics we have some text box here with some what is that a teal gradient oh my goodness oh my (laughs) the graphic design is fantastic do you see the ice icicles on (laughs) hoth matt that's amazing oh yeah that It's that thing of if it is like 50% commercial, if it is 50% advertisement, yeah. at least it looks nice. Le- <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. Um, one question for you guys. Did you notice the typo that's on this page? Oh, what? No. looking now I'm scanning it looking. I'm curious. I'll give you a few uh, more seconds. Let me, is it, is it the word crevice? I can't <laughs> quite see it. Uh, so if you look under these, the heading stage one, uh, they appear to have accidentally called Luke Link. Link. Oh, that was uh, easily they done. Just, they had, yeah, they they had. Uh, they it looks like they had Zelda on the brain a little <laughs> bit while they were making this one. But yeah, uh, in the first stage of Link's journey, he must take up an ice. Uh, he must uh, race up an icy mountain slope to reach his trusty uh, trusty Tauntaun at the top. So. Uh, uh, I can read. I'm uh, This is the the screen is just a little far away from me, so it's <laughs> yeah. uh, a little bit a little bit difficult for me to see it. But uh, but yeah, I just was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, this is usually a very uh, very tight magazine, so it's kind of interesting to see see them get get something uh, like that wrong. But uh, sometimes some tauntauns fall through the cracks, you know, ice cracks. Yeah, that's right. Off. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's rough. You can't even get inside them once they've fallen inside the ice cracks. So, yeah. Yeah, there goes the hot water bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, what a shame. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this continues on a little bit. I like the little picture of Yoda next to the stages because it's it's sort of like Yoda's giving you 
the info here. Like yes. he started guiding oh, you through they, this. They should have written uh, this entire article in the style of like Yoda's <laughs> speech patterns. They, like, they just made it make it incomprehensible. The typo uh, would still not have made sense though, because it would like link. It, yeah, <laughs> uh, that would have been so well, good Yoda's, though. But that would that would have fit for know. like Yoda's character. He's like, oh yes, Link, you're good. That's I'm Luke. L- Luke, Link said the same <laughs> That's thing. Not I my did. Name. <laughs> A secret yeah. to everyone. It is <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. There it is. <laughs> it's you know I think it's an okay layout. I mean you know we don't get a lot of original Nintendo Power art, which I I really enjoy picking apart in these things. But uh, you know the, it, it it does an okay job. You know they 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 change up the terrain based on what stage yes, they're talking they do. about. You know I, I I do appreciate that. Like I think this is this is honestly one of the better ones they've done in a while because. These are like pretty packed pages and they've still managed to give each of them kind of its own uh, pretty nice like design elements. So uh, I definitely appreciate that. And it actually does make me more excited to play this game, kind of seeing like kind of, you know, what all it contains. So I guess it did its job. I think it's fine. Um, Anybody else have any other opinions on this before we move on or? No, I mean, basically the same thing. It's incredibly nostalgic. Love the pixel art. Uh, love all the screenshots of the movie added in. I think as a kid, like I would have been highly intrigued by this too. Love the little blurb about the snow beast. You're like, oh my God, when am I going to get to that? I can't even get past stage four. This, this is, this sucks. (laughs) Most of the font choices are timeless. That's always good. (laughs) Yep. That's definitely, that's definitely uh, not always the case. So yeah. Um, No, they do mention somewhere in here. I don't remember where it is. They do mention here that this does have like a password, uh, save feature, which does make this, uh, by definition easier than the first game, which didn't have anything like that. So going back to the whole thing about the fonts, once we get to the play it loud era in the, uh, the sort of, um, industrial grunge mm. aesthetic takes over the magazine, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this one's uh, pretty clean, pretty well laid out. I like it. Got a nice, I, I always enjoyed like the breakdown of power ups. Um, like we've got here on page 15. I, I love that stuff from back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Like, hey, here's what this power up looks like and here's what it does. Oh yeah. No, that, that would be very handy. I wish like uh, sometimes movies would be more like a video game where like Luke's running around the swamp. He's like, Oh, there's a letter M that's uh, hanging around in the, in the, in the tree there. I'm going to go grab that and mind control something. <laughs> I, I, I'm holding a golden M. You can't do that weird mind trick on me, Darth Vader, where I see my own face. That's right. <laughs> Luke, is that a, is that a piranha plant, Luke? You could get, you could grab that and you can bite at the people, Luke. Get it, Luke. It's real good. Is that Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like just just checking, just that. checking. Luke, that's a, that's a leaf. It gives you the Tanuki suit. We, our, our show isn't dependent on impressions. That's the, yeah, <laughs> just just for any listeners. <laughs> That's my one customer. Damn you, Matt. Sorry. I know what you're talking about, Matt. Your 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 British accent is flawless. I mean, that, that's a really great voice. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've kept it up well, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good character that you bring to the show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually born and raised in Colorado. You, you wouldn't know. <laughs> incredible, incredible work. Anyway, um, speaking of Colorado, um, this has nothing to do with Colorado. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Yeah. That'll do. Uh, yeah, so th- there's almost certainly been a fighter from Colorado at some point. Let's say uh, Striker was from Colorado. <laughs> Perfect. There Love we it. go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't think Goro's hailing from <laughs> from Boulder, Colorado? You know, <laughs> yeah, he's got more of a Denver look to me, but you know. <laughs> now this is an interesting splash page because this tricked me into thinking that it was a comic book, and then it's just an explanation of the game. <laughs> yes, I can see that. I yeah, I was get some lore. The, the the reason for that is all these panels come from an official Mortal Kombat comic book that was drawn oh. by the game's co-creator. Um, uh, I've got his name written down somewhere. It's John Dune Tobias. Or, oh, John Tobias. Yeah, John Tobias. Yeah. Nice. I, see, I remember his last name, Tobias, because of Noob yes. Cybot, but I, I forgot his first name. It's John. <laughs> this this comic is, like, not very good, right? <laughs> I mean, I I'm mean, just guessing, it, you know. I, it, it lays out what it needs to. It, it, it sets the table for what is uh-huh. Mortal Kombat. Uh the really interesting thing about early 90s comics, and there's a comic later in a couple pages from this one, is the line art is fantastic, but they were in that... The we- coloring, though. Yep, it's the coloring, because they're in that weird phase where they want to be digital, and they're like, oh, look, an airbrush. But it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. It's the coloring that fails it. Everyone has cheap tens. Yeah. <laughs> and really yeah, glossy yeah. pecs. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I don't think the line art is that bad. No. Um, actually, there's some, a couple of things here that I think are are kind of... Kind of striking looking uh, like there's a very good. Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's good, but I like it. The the image of Scorpion with his giant flame skull behind him in a few pages. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. And, um, you know, the musculature on uh, Johnny Cage and Liu Kang doesn't look as gross as it could given right. the time period. Right. So I'm I'm glad about but, that. But Emmy, talk to me about and, Goro's armpit slash shoulder joint right there, where where it meets and becomes uh, one. How know. are you feeling about that void slash protrusion? I don't. I'm. I don't feel great about it. Um, you know, I mean, it's definitely drawing focus. Uh, you know, maybe that's part of his strategy, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is. You know, actually looking at it, that 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 first picture of Goro at the top of the the first page of this, yeah. uh, strangely slim Goro. Like he he looks uh, he looks a lot leaner there. You know, he's cutting. Yeah, you know, he's. He's got a lot of mass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just a very big guy in general. So I guess that, you know, yeah. that's that's what does it. But uh, no, I, I, I don't know. This whole thing is interesting. Like this whole little whole feature is is kind of interesting because it does have some lore sprinkled in, actually. Uh, the kind of stuff that you would have found in like the, the instruction manual for original Mortal Kombat, yeah. which um, if you followed the series for like a long time, uh, kind of a little different in some ways than where this thing ended up in terms of like what the backstory is for the whole yeah deal. wildly so. convoluted and confusing <laughs> the mortal Kombat yes, timeline yeah. and series well the yeah. nice thing about mortal Kombat is you can just reset the timeline pretty much you know like every five games or so which yeah they've abused to heck uh, i want the next new mortal Kombat to be a kart racer i think they could do that i think <laughs> they that's did that. like viable they literally did the that they literally did oh, that. There did, was a Mortal they? Kombat. Oh my God! There was right. a Mortal Kombat on PS2 that has like a, a mode little mode in yes in Deception or or uh, Armageddon. Was it a mode in Armageddon? I think it was Deception, but I, I can't remember off the okay. top of my head. Those PS2 games had some crazy extra modes. Uh, yeah, they made a Mortal Kombat a Puzzle Fighter of... in one of them. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love the yeah. I'd love the idea of like a Mortal Kombat Tetris and instead of yeah. a long four bar, you could just get a 
a flaming skull and spine. <laughs> it's just everyone at the studio going, I mean, we have made 17 sick, right? fighting games. Please let us make anything else. Yeah. <laughs> what if in Mario Kart, Scorpion goes, get over here, and then he brings you in, and now he's in first place. They had like a chess in one of them. It was weird. It was a weird time for Mortal Kombat. It was, it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, this feature here, like they kind of, uh, so obviously for things like a fighting game, you can't do the kind of sort of strategy guide that we saw just now for, uh, the empire strikes back. Mm -hmm. So instead what they've done is kind of a little primer on how to use each of these characters and how to fight against them and also how to fight them with how to fight Goro with them, Specifically uh, Goro. which specifically yep. Goro hates Goro. It doesn't matter. Good guy, bad Everyone guy. Everyone hates Goro. Goro. Yeah. Oh, God, did you see how he flashed you with his armpit slash abdomen? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, really? We got to get that, dude. We got to we got to stop that him. crevice. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic. That's right. My hot water bottles in there. Yeah. Uh, me, me, too, has not reached out world yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, um, according to this, Raiden is seven feet tall. I feel like that is something that's been. Uh, yeah, I noticed that Raiden is seven feet tall and 350 pounds of just oh, like wow. he's just an absolute unit, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that they've kept up with that. I, I think. Uh, no, no. He's the normal height. He's a normal height uh, for for like a, just a guy now. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they uh, this is clearly before they sort of invented a lot of the sort of like larger cosmic lore of Mortal Kombat because Raiden here, it's like, yeah, he's a powerful uh, sky elemental who has just come to compete in the tournament. Like he doesn't really seem to have a stake in it other than that. Just a tall guy out here to win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I do think Sonya is looking kind of rough in these pictures on her page. Oh, yeah. 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 Like it's like, oh, yeah, you you didn't really know what you were doing with this design huh <laughs> there is that i mean i'm i'm not the biggest comic book guy i've read some comic books but mostly through via jason yeah uh, there is that trope that until recently comic book artists did not know how to draw women at yeah. all so it, it is true yeah, yeah it is I, it is largely mm -hmm. for we're talking about mainstream american comics that is largely yeah. true up to pretty recently <laughs> at least she's not ronda rousey yet <laughs> oh yes oh god that's true that's true uh, being in the wrestling fandom i know those voice lines that she did and how oh, bad they were <laughs> god she was so bad in that game she was so and like so much of that game's i'm sorry this is like a mini mortal kombat 11 <laughs> rant now but like so much of that game's emotional center relies on sonia blade and her relationship with her daughter and mm. they got somebody who is barely an actor and certainly not a voice actor to do her voice. It's yeah. just so for astounding context from Matt, to me. Uh, the story of Mortal Kombat 11, at least centered around Sonya, is essentially the story of Han Solo and Princess Leia in the sequel trilogy. They're like estranged, uh, but you know there was tension there. And are they going to, will they, won't they, it, but 60. Uh, and, okay. And to have Carrie Fisher's <laughs> role be replaced by Ronda Rousey is abysmal. <laughs> yeah, just imagine it's that. Yeah. No, you never want to do, you never yeah. ever no. in any media release in history want to replace yeah. Carrie Fisher with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> like replacing Lassie with an animal cracker. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
And you know, I said that, but if it's a cage fight, maybe I'd pick Ronda Rousey. No, Carrie Fisher was still kind of badass. I, I think I'd still pick Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher could do yeah. it. Like, yeah, she would not pull her punches. Not at all. That would be a real fight for <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Uh, somebody could die and not Carrie. No. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, uh, we covered this this version of Mortal Kombat uh, on the show a little while ago. It is unfortunately not really an ideal way to play this game, the Super Nintendo port. Uh, they cut out the blood. That's the big yeah. thing for it. Uh, they cut out the blood. They made... They, they say that they made new finishing moves for, for you know... Uh, characters, uh, they didn't really, they kind of just made the ones they had not make sense because they can't show any gore. So yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Nintendo power, I think is, is sort of, uh, honor bound to try to promote the hell out of this game. Cause it was such a big deal. But, uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't really recommend the super Nintendo version of mortal Kombat, unfortunately. Nice bolt. Nice border around all the pages, though. That's, uh, that's, I love yeah, that border. Very yeah, nice border. The border's really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I am going to have nice more. Border. Jason will comment more on the Nintendo <laughs> products themselves. Uh, I'll be focusing on the graphic design. Thank you no. very much. Yeah, that, that is, that that is completely fine. We, we, we love focusing on yeah, the like, art. And speaking of which, let's talk about Super yes. Bomberman. Yeah, and this, what's this, going oh my gosh, on here? Beautiful. This is like some very early 90s CGI. You've got like very basic shapes with a lot of marbly kind of textures. <laughs> I am yep. here for it. I love Vaporwave. Yeah. This is my <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's that's absolutely hitting that. I mean, we've got a bomb and the lit is the the fuse is lit. And it's not even it's just and it's a, got little it's, eyes. It's just yeah. a, it's <laughs> eyes. Well, the, the fuse is even really lit. It's just a, a color. Im- images that. taken seconds before disaster. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um this is a lot. Yeah. This is a lot. Uh I love the uh-huh. the very SNES and NES era of like cover art as well. Yes. So so oh. well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the the kind of little like pudgy bomberman and all these characters yeah, yeah. with big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on with the little flying guy in that image? He looks like he's uh he's about to start crying, maybe? I can't tell doesn't look like he's very comfortable. Nobody here looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. Is Bomberman like a uh, allegory for the U.S.? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Profound, profound, you know, international yeah, intervention. That yellow puffball is obviously not happy. And, you know. Yeah, when when was the first Gulf War? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> top 10 reasons why Bomberman represents the United States. <laughs> yeah. One thing I noticed here that um, we didn't or, or we, we actually completely missed when we talked about Bomberman or I, I was completely wrong about actually. We didn't think that this was a four player game. Turns out not only was it, it came packaged with the. Yeah, that's actually a pretty big deal because, uh, yeah, back in yeah. the day, uh, you know, multiplayer games for more than more than two people were incredibly rare. Uh, and you you it's because you needed a thing like the multi tap to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I didn't realize that this this one uh, actually came with that device. So uh, that that, you know, kind of improves the situation for this game, which is fine. It's a perfectly good Bomberman yeah. game. It's just. Uh, it, it's just Bomberman, you know, it's, it's really simple, but a lot of fun if you play it with, uh, with other people. So, uh, there's a, uh, 
PC Engine Turbo Graphics Bomberman that I think you can play with up to like six people, and that's really cool. But uh, but yeah, four people is enough to have some real fun with this. So yeah, we may actually have to re- reevaluate this. We may one actually someday. we may need to. Yeah, uh, but I like Bomberman. It's very cute. It's very charming. Um, I kind of wish there was a Bomberman that just had the aesthetic of this art though, because it's so it's like why does Bomberman himself look like he's made of marble? I don't know. Oh my god, is that Bomberman? I we just flipped the page to I page think that's 28 it. yeah uh, yeah that's yep. that's him what is that, <laughs> that is I, oh the little guy in the teacup <laughs> i don't know what that is that's very yes. weird to so me so this is like this is like pre toys or not to, uh toy story uh 3d yes. show yeah Im- like graphics oh, yeah. and imaging and this is this is truly stuff of nightmares everyone looks like they came out of a jack-in-the-box uh, it's <laughs> Hi, oh, yeah I, I don't know what you're talking about i love all of this it's so glossy no I, I, so I just shiny I want to put on a vaporwave album and just like stare at this, you know, drop an edible and, you know, just, oh, just have a good time for a while. Like, no, uh, back in the, you know, the, it's like CG was like such a, a big new thing mm. back in the nineties. There were these, uh, tapes you could get of, uh, you could like rent them from video stores, uh, that were just elaborate CG, you know, uh, like animations of like, you know, balls bouncing or like oh, a, wow. a, a bunch of gears moving or like, you know, uh, like an elaborate Rube Goldberg machine going off that I think we're probably we're nowadays where I think. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was like a half hour video that had like eight of these things God, that, yeah. you know, was set to like some music. They were <laughs> super cool. And that's what this reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was it mainly 90s stoners buying those? <laughs> Uh, I am almost yeah, certain. Yeah. yeah, I'm almost certain. It was it was it was nineties stoners and then like small children like me who were like, mm. Wow, <laughs> these look so cool. Look at all the colors. Uh and people today who, like I said, are like throwing on a a, a vaporwave yes. record and yeah. just watching these. Yeah. Um oh, I should make that the the YouTube video for this. Actually, no, I one thing I probably should have said at the beginning of this, uh, I'm not going to do cafe videos okay. for playing with power because yeah, they're just too long. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, so don't look for this one on YouTube, <laughs> folks. You got to get it on your podcast player, uh, uh, podcast app of choice. We're audio exclusive, baby. Yeah. Wherever you That's get your right. podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what people this say. Is the real, this is the real <laughs> stuff right here. In your here. ears only, eyes no go. <laughs> No, but this does make me nostalgic. I never played Bomberman as a kid, uh, but this does remind me of the overall aesthetic of Super Monkey Ball, which... Yeah, yeah, that's true. God. It does oh, actually yeah. look a oh, lot like that. Oh, my God, Super Monkey Ball is my... <laughs> I love I love Super Monkey Ball so much. You put me so in a much. physics base. Oh, I got I to gotta teeter right there. I got to hit that spot. Oh, <laughs> man. That's the stuff. Sorry, Bomberman. <laughs> you, you remind me of Monkey Ball. Yeah, you remind me of a better game. In, in fairness, there's no universe in which I would rather play Bomberman than Monkey Ball, I think. So, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's fair, yeah. Um, do you guys want to talk about Plock? Oh, yes, please. Tell me all about Plock. Who is Plock? Why is Plock? Where is Plock? What did Plock have cultural impact? Uh, is Plock also an allegory for the US government? 
What is Pluck? <laughs> uh, you know, Pluck may have a better Pluck may have a better claim to that actually than Bomberman <laughs> okay. because the plot of Pluck's game is that uh, somebody uh, has broken into his home and stolen all of his beloved flags. Ah. And he has to go get them back by beating up a bunch of people all across the world. So <laughs> on the, on the so, cover of this, it looks yeah. like someone stole his mouth because he's got no freaking mouth. And it's just yeah, it's that guy. guy. Over there. Yeah. yeah, He, does he has have no mouth no, and he must scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't like how defined Plock's abs are in that picture. No. Uh, uh, frankly, like, I don't think that's good <laughs> for anybody. We're um, finding a lot about Emmy's body but preferences yeah, here. I don't we like the chubby bomber man. We don't like the defined abs of Plock. <laughs> that's right. That's I don't. I mean, I, there are probably people I like defined abs on, but not this guy. <laughs> yeah, it, generally, if you don't have a complete face, I don't care about the abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what's he hiding under there? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, um, this is also this is also a game we talked about a little while ago on the show, and we actually really liked this one. This is a very, um, I would say, almost like a bit of a Yoshi's Island ish platformer in some ways. Hmm. It's basically like it's it's got a ton of levels. All of them have like different gimmicks in them, and um, it's uh, it's also got this kind of like very. Uh, very gentle, like children's coloring book sort of aesthetic to it that kind mm-hmm. of belies the fact that it's like a pretty challenging game. Um, and it's mm. a little bit, you know, Plock himself, he's a little bit of a Rayman sort of, you know, he's got like detachable uh, arms and legs all right. uh, that kind of float next to his body. Uh, so this does seem yeah, like no, it's Plock's- trying to toe the line between Western and Eastern because the game aesthetics remind me of something like an early, um, not Final Fantasy, but like a, like like an early platformer of that era, you know what I mean? Like a Super yeah, Mario yeah. three, um, yeah, totally. Uh, but at the same time, Rayman and the overall look on the art of Pluck is very Western. It's yeah, like a, it's like a uh, it is, and like apparently, that. apparently, this was a game that um, uh, Nintendo itself had some interest in in publishing because they saw it like while it was in development and thought it was really cool. But um, possibly because it was a little bit too much like Yoshi's Island, which will come out in a couple of years, they decided not to. Um, So this was a game that definitely had uh, some some, you know, eyes on it. I think uh, I don't know if it sold or if anybody like particularly remembers it outside of like people like us who go back and like kind of excavate this stuff. But it is actually a pretty cool game that I kind of recommend. And it's, as you can see, uh, real weird looking. Uh, also, you fight some guys called the Bobbin Brothers a lot. So mm. that's fun. <laughs> oh, so chibi. Such big eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that's what sort of like really, I-, I think, gives it its its very Euro game look. It's it's a platformer with very animated characters. Yeah, the big googly eyes. Yeah. Yeah, big expressive characters. And yeah, like we said, it was made by a, a British company, um, Software Creations. Oh, wow. Uh, specifically, this was made by uh, John and Steve Pickford, who um, are one of many, many uh, sets of of British siblings who apparently uh, had a lot going on at the in the British video game industry. I think like when we talked about this game, we talked about how funny it was that like uh, so many people in the British games industry were pairs of siblings working together specifically. Like the the music was done by uh, the Folan brothers, Jeff and Tim. Uh-huh. So uh, you got 
Two of them right there. I guess there. we're just, t- in, in the UK, we're just told, look, get on with your siblings or else. <laughs> and then we just yeah. take that to an extreme and be <laughs> and like, okay, I guess we have to keep working them. together. Yeah, there we go. Uh-huh. Little known fact, me and Matt are brothers. Wow. <laughs> and we make oh, a wow. podcast okay. together. <laughs> God, we're learning so many things on this one. This is, a, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like this is, um, I don't know. Like, this is a cool game. I wish more people would play this, actually, because I think it's neat. Uh, and uh, I love these layouts. I love this section because they... You know, so 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 Chase, this probably is original art, right? Of Plock on the the like successive pages of this. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think this is Nintendo Power stuff, but I'm not entirely sure. Like I, Nintendo Power again, like their art is known for like you know a lot of colored pencils, a lot of airbrushing, things like that. Um, this is a little bit more flat than typical, but also just, maybe that's just because the character is is a little bit more of a you know kind of flat cartoon looking guy. Um, so I don't know. I don't know for certain, but I, I would suspect that yes, it probably is the 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 flags that with his face on it definitely scream original Nintendo Power art to me. Uh-huh. The, the the flags that have his face on and they're the flags that represent his nation so are we to assume this is a dictatorship <laughs> that Plock has going on uh and that Plock is yeah trying to... i think yeah, so well, i mean i think this i i think this actually calls him the the prince of acrylic okay uh so Royalty maybe he may that. actually yeah, be... we, we we play yeah, we, we play a couple of levels as his granddad when, the, oh, yeah, when that's right. everything goes that's black a, and white. Yeah, that's a cool thing. There's like a flashback where he plays oh, as his granddad Lord, and so it, it goes into to, to, to black and white. Oh, so, yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Especially for the time. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing I liked about this game is they really did feel like they put all their ideas into it. You know, like every idea they, they had about like what could go into this game, they did it, whether it was like you know, most of them were good ideas. Some of them were yeah. less so, but it's cool to see them go so hard. So oh, definitely yeah. you'd rather be creative and ambitious and see what sticks than just release the same kind of game yeah. over and over again. And yeah. And, and like Matt, what you were just saying, like it was really surprising to me too, like uh, seeing a game of this vintage do these kinds of things, like in the levels where you're playing as his granddad, like even the fonts for the, the menus oh, change, cool. like, um, it's there's a lot going on presentation wise that you just don't see a lot of in this era of gaming that I was very impressed by. Oh, sweet. Um, so yeah, that's why we ranked it pretty high. I think. Yeah, we did. Is it, is it, is it a tier or did that one end up falling into B tier? I don't remember. I feel listen, like it listen, may have if, been a B tier game, but only just barely. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. From what I've learned about Plock in the last yeah, 10 we may minutes, have to a tier content. A tier yeah. at least. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we might we might have to reevaluate that him. one. He's as well, kicking then. a togepi in one of the pages. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <he> <laughs> it's true. Screw you. Just always being in your egg. <laughs> uh, togepi. Why don't you get out of the egg and get your own job? <laughs> <laughs> That's the energy I got from That's that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just mooching while you're in your egg. Oh, the, the next page is. Uh, on page 36. This is where I thought the comic book art was pretty good. The story oh, itself Oh, because I've skipped to the last block page. Yeah, the last yeah. block page. Yeah, on page 36, we get this mini comic. And I thought that this comic... Yeah, the Nest- Nestor's Adventure. ...was yeah. short, but it's a very, like, uh-huh. Calvin and Hobbes-like type of comic in, that uh-huh. in, its, in its story presentation. But the art is stellar. Yeah. 
I think yeah, it's the art is really good. These. Yeah. It, are, are, are we talking about Nestor? Yeah, 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 we're talking about Nestor. Okay. Nestor's Adventures uh, is a long-running feature of uh, Nintendo Power. It used to be Howard and Nestor, which was sort of like uh, this this uh, older teen who was sort of based on uh, uh, it was Howard Howard Phillips, right? Uh, who yes, was yeah, who Howard was, Phillips? Who was a real guy who worked for Nintendo and was like uh, you know kind of. Uh, play tested all of their games uh, from Japan to kind of help decide which ones they were going to put out in America. Um, right. And uh, the comic originally was that guy and this, you know, kind of crappy little kid, Nestor, yeah. who would always do something <laughs> what, stupid. What did Howard do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What did Howard do in real life? Howard's fine. Okay. Howard's, oh, Howard's fine. fine. He, just, yeah, he, he, he just left. He, he just left right, Nintendo. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so like, yeah. Uh, under apparently perfectly normal. <laughs> Howard, the thing about Howard is Howard was actually like 19 when he was working for the right. magazine. Whoa. So I think he just went off and did other stuff as an adult. Okay. So, yeah. 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 I, I, you know, he was he was sort of like like the, the world's luckiest kid in a way when it came to like early Nintendo of America stuff. He was just kind of there at the ground floor, like helping out in the mm-hmm. warehouse, you know, and, and testing out games. And, and one stuff day he's like, like I'm going to go do insurance like a real job. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, get a grown-up right. job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown-up. Nintendo now, yeah. thing's never gonna set off, you know. <laughs> it, it makes me take me out the comic as well. Yeah. Comics are for babies. Right. I don't want any of the royalties from Nintendo Power anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's how it went. It's amazing. I didn't realize that you had found audio of of his his dramatic final uh, uh, interaction with uh, with the bosses at Nintendo. Yeah, you do, clearly. Um, but yeah, this comic, uh, the Nestor's Adventure comics, uh, historically really, really lame jokes, but the art can be can be pretty good sometimes. Uh, and it's pretty good here, I think. Uh, rock and roll racing themed comic, which um, I don't know. I feel like, uh, Chase, you have pretty strong opinions about this one, right? Oh, I mean, it's. It's a rock and roll racing comic with no racing. They're they're <laughs> crashing their shopping carts into each other for some reason. It kind of yeah. Like, like what is rock and roll racing about this? They 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 drop two of the the song titles that are in the soundtrack and that's pretty much it. And the, you know like the the robot guy is one of the characters. I don't remember his name. It was like um, Starhawk or something. Something like Yeah, something like, like legally that, yeah. distinct from like a uh, like an existent Marvel character basically. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Most of the time they're a little more connected to the, the, the game that they're, they're kind of tying into. Like they'll usually have like Nestor in the game or at least like playing the game. But here he's just like kind of having an encounter with one of the characters at the supermarket. And that's kind of weird. Um, you know, you know, I mean, like they're at the, the auto parts store, just replace that robot with plock and they're at the yes, flag store and you've got the same comic. There <laughs> you go. It. That's that. Yeah. There you that, go. yeah. It would have all tied in nicely. I want to see one of the things that's good about this comic is you usually see, uh, uh, Nestor get owned pretty hard by whatever situation he's in. Uh, and, uh, he doesn't end up too badly here. No. Uh, but yeah, sometimes a lot of times he ends up in jail or like oh beaten to a pulp or something. Oh and, uh, I will say yeah. he does have that kid, yeah. like that look for a kid. 
It's the weird, oh, yeah. like misbehaving nineties yeah, child. It's yeah, it's the small face on a round head. It's yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's scrunched up. This kid <laughs> is up to nonsense. Yeah, yeah he's the, it's the four fingered, yeah. like chicken, yeah, haircut, whatever that is. What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, <laughs> a weird like rooster head. His, thing. his his hair had more of a style to it early on. This is just kind of like his post Howard and Nestor hair. Um, <laughs> y- you can see it in his virtual boy game, Nestor's funky oh, bowling. Wow. That's right. Oh, he wow. has a video game for the virtual boy. Yeah. Where you have Nestor and his sister Hester and you are bowling with them. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I Nestor and Hester. Yeah. Ha- Howard yep. was cut from the game uh, pretty early. That's on. right. No more Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no more Howard yeah, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we kind of skipped over it, but there's a poster uh, for Secret oh, of yeah. Mana in here, and this would have uh, this isn't that, that of, this isn't this isn't apparent from uh, uh, the way they've got it laid out in the scans here. But this is a big foldout poster. This is like several whole pages of the thing, and you could take these out. Every issue had one of these. You could take these out and put it up on your wall. And this one's kind of better than a lot of them because it's it it is mostly just like a nice big piece of art. For, for that game and not a thing that that has the like release date, you know, in giant text on it, which some of these do. So, yeah, I'd have put this up on the wall in my 90s bedroom. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. Right next to my new kids on the block poster. <laughs> and then uh, we get cool spot. Remember seven up? Remember Seven Up? <laughs> is Seven Up still around? I yeah, don't even know. Is, but is that what this is about? <laughs> yes, this is the oh. Seven Up mascot, Cool Spot, and uh, uh, or this is this. I guess Spot is the name of the mascot. Wait, did you not that, have? Uh, did you not have Fight or Dido in in America? <laughs> no, we didn't. This is what we had instead of Fight or Dido. We had this no, no, guy. We, we we did we did have some Fight or Dido, but Cool Spot took over. Okay. But I, I I don't think that was the case over uh, in your neck of the yeah, woods. I think Fight or Dido just being stayed the, strong, stayed on all the Seven Up branding until the early two thousands. Cool Spot didn't get a look in. I didn't even know Seven Up had a mascot, but evidently. Two. Uh, this is yeah, it's this guy. Uh, if you go back and watch, there's tons of commercials with this guy and all his little friends that look exactly like him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is one of two video games based on this character. Wow. That Amazing that this guy so. has a video game. Amazing that this guy passed the design process because it's literally <laughs> just a freaking He's circle a with guy. sunglasses. <laughs> like it's He's just a little like guy. This, yeah. We slide yeah. on the new Pokemon designs But he's a lot. so cool. You see the sunglasses, right? This is bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> look, sometimes you got to focus on the gameplay. It's okay if the design isn't as good. <laughs> And, you know, here's the twist. This is actually a very good game. Okay. Like, this oh, is what? actually, yeah. shockingly, this yeah, is this one game of the is better actually platformers a lot of on yep. that we've played recently. Wow. Um, it's got a lot of um, a lot of style, which, you know, it, clearly it is trying to have. But it genuinely does, like, pull it off. And uh, it has... Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's got that thing, like the, all the, the levels are like, you're a tiny little guy in a big world. So you're like, uh, you can kind of see it in these like level layout things here, but you're like going along the side of a yacht and then you're going inside the wall of uh, a building and then you're in a toy store oh. and, uh, yeah, hmm. it's, uh, it's just neat. It's just a cool game, uh, for a cool spot. You pass by a big portable cassette player on the beach. And I when I saw that, I was just like, 
Oh, I remember those. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so good yeah, to see that. Yeah. I love it. Jason doesn't remember those. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the portable CD player. <laughs> I, I was, yeah. I was oh. uh, I'm going to have to take your guys' word for it as the experts that the gameplay was good because I'll be honest, yeah. I'm surprised that the M&M company did not sue. Ah, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Well, you see, Spot, he's flat, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no dimension right. to him, so... Uh, I do like these level designs, though. That, yeah, that we're seeing here. Uh, yeah, they're cool. They're kind of they're they're kind of big and ma- they're they're big, but they're not super maze like. Yeah, like it's not so it's not that easy to get lost in these. But they have a lot of a lot of fun up and down stuff and uh, lots of stuff to collect as well. They're they're very like collection heavy uh, levels. So. So, yeah, no, uh, we liked Cool Spot a lot. I think that was ultimately an A-tier game for us, actually. A-tier. So. Yeah, yeah, very surprised, but yeah. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. Spot yeah. is off the wall. Off the wall. That, that's Castle very DA. early 90s, uh, isn't it? Off, off wall. the wall. Yeah. yeah. Off yeah. the wall. Seven up. It's an up <laughs> thing. This was, uh, I don't know if this was the, the slogan for it in, in the UK, but here it was uh, the Uncola was the thing that they tried to brand it oh, as okay. for a long time. The Uncola. uncola. And uh, that's like the letters you collect in the bonus levels of this are Uncola. If, if I could go so back to any era, I'm actually changing my era, my answer nowadays. If I can go back to the history, uh-huh. it's in the 90s as an exec in marketing. Because they just said, because uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. you can just do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God. There's no widespread internet. There's no one questioning their decisions. <laughs> yeah. We can only do it 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Just so coked out from the 80s. They're like, yeah, uncola, man. That makes sense. <laughs> We're the anti cola. <laughs> They didn't even go with anti-cola. I like I like the level names here as well, where it's like wading around. Oh, what should we call the next one? Probably <laughs> toying around. around. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uncolaing around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the game designers were working yeah. hard on this game because the marketing was uh-huh. not. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Like I said, the level designs, they do look really mm. fun compared to other platformer things yeah. that we've seen. So, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd play this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the game probably had a budget since, you know, like there was marketing behind yeah. it and everything. Yeah. You know, like they're probably pouring money into it. Not the first advertising game that we've played. Interestingly enough, um, we played an advertising game that had the advertising scrubbed off of it in the US, but in the UK, it started out as a game for Quavers. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> Nice mention of a traditional British snack there. Yep. Yeah, uh, we played the Quavers game. What, what, uh, was, it Quavers. what was it called in the U.S.? It, it was uh, pu- It was called Pushover. Okay. It, it's a puzzle platformer where you're an ant stacking up, or uh, no, toppling dominoes, but trying to do it in the correct way to make them all fall. Okay. Um, and in the U.K., it was yeah. Quavers yeah. instead of dominoes. <laughs> I can't remember if it was just if it was still called push. I think it was still called pushover, but it was um, marketed like with with quavers like the the, the main character giant G.I. ant uh, was uh, 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 partnering with the the uh, fun British bulldog character. If I'm remembering correctly, I had to look up the commercial for it <laughs> to, to talk uh-huh. about it on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess at some point we're going to get another game kind of like that where the, the Chupa Chups branding got removed. <laughs> from it, uh, well, well, wait, wait, wait. Did the Chupa Chups branding get removed from Zool? Because I, I think played, so. Yeah, I played the Jaguar sequel to that and the Chupa Chups were still all over that one. <laughs> so maybe they had made the deal I, by that. Hmm. No, you're probably right. They probably didn't have it for, for this one. Uh, well, we will find out someday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And then Pack Attack is the next one up. And I don't have really any knowledge of this one. Apparently, it's kind of a puzzle game. Yeah, it looks kind of like a Tetris-y sort of puzzler. I, I don't know much about it. We'll we'll have to wait until we get to that one to comment on it too much. Uh, Pac-Man was in some weird games on the Super He's Nintendo. He's looking pretty fierce here. He's looking like devilish <laughs> yeah. in these pictures. Like... He's ready to give those ghosts a bad time. Yeah, I, I empathize with the ghosts here, actually. I think I'm on their side. So yeah, me too. Me too. This guy looks like he's really up to no good. <laughs> They're just trying to live or not live, as the case yeah, may be. Very ghosts, nice, so, nice. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Weird vibe from the from the Pac-Man himself uh, when he's when he's on the attack here. Also, I just noticed that font on the screenshot of the end game menu there. Like that's, that's some good, like nineties grungy. Oh yeah. Look at that. All scratched. Yeah. Now, Matt, how are you feeling about the, the, the font in general and the, the design, the layout? Well, Well, I like, I like the Pac-Man font. Do you like, do you like all the E's are Pac-Man? Yeah. I'm a big fan of that, of incorporating your famous character within the title of your game. That is, that's nice. I like it. And again, it's just the, I'm just so impressed that the, the text has held up just the regular text font, the subtitles <laughs> you, the, like, you, that would be used today. You in, like in that print media for sure. I mean, what, what is it for, like for most of this, we have a nice serif font. Is that just like a, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what font that would be. Uh, is that just a times new? No, it's not a times new. Really. It's got to be one of the ones that's similar to it. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've set myself up as some kind of font expert, but really I'm just a font admirer. <laughs> I, uh, I watched a documentary about the Helvetica font one time. Good. I don't know why I did that. Uh, cause it was not that interesting, <laughs> but look, you know, uh, you, you're, you're both in good company. I am the kind of person who will spend hours on like the Kari Institute website, just looking up old, like, uh, visual aesthetics for various marketing throughout uh-huh. history and things like that. Yeah. Like I'm all, I'm all about that stuff. I love it. My favorite aesthetic is Frey Urban. Okay. <laughs> this has become really... Oh, you do live um, in Seattle, so, you know. This has become a graphic design heavy episode. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, even more than these t- usually tend to be, actually. So uh, what do you guys think of the uh, the font for Wing Commander Secret Missions? We got uh, you know, another, kind of like the Pac-Man too logo. Much. We've got the... Too much. Too much? I don't like you don't, it. You don't like the... It's too shiny. It's, uh, what do you think of the bevel? The, you like the bevel on that font? It's too that era of sci-fi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just, okay. Okay, yeah, no, I fair, enough, see, like, fair enough. I could see that being slapped on a Fox Kids like TV show, and it's like... Everyone, it, when the when the letters come on, <laughs> it comes with a heavy ding, like a metal sound, like ding, 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 ding. The secret yeah. mission. Oh you know yeah. I mean? yeah, 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 definitely. It's too much. I don't definitely. like it. I can very much. We don't see like that. it. At least the Pac Man was clean, simple, cheese shaped. Yeah, I think you simplify that gradient, you lose the bevel, and maybe you got something there. Um, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. it is, way too much. Come good, ad- good advice for life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do like the artwork, though. Yeah, the, the spaceships. The Those the are sci- cool. Like classic sci-fi artwork. The spaceship looks great. That looks straight out of like a sci-fi graphic novel. The other thing about Wing Commander is the other games that we have seen thus far. Is there's, there's lots of screenshots. There's lots of game guides. It gets me excited for not only what the game is with lights and colors and sounds and not mm. sounds, mm-hmm. uh, but graphics. But what the heck is this game? What is this? Yeah, they're in kind of a tough position with this, both because this is um, effectively this is an expansion pack to a game that already came out 
on the Super Nintendo, which I think they did a bigger oh. spread about. But also because this game is actually kind of hard to to do the normal Nintendo Power kind of layout thing with because it's a cockpit view spaceship fighter uh, spaceship game. And really all they can kind of tell you about is how it works because they can't there's no like things they can map out for like how to do various, you know, uh, specific levels or like they kind of try, but yeah, uh, the best they can do is kind of help you understand like maybe the flow of the game, but I think it kind of only works if you've already played the game. So yeah. Emmy has both described wing commander, the secret missions and every self-help book. There ever. you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very vague. They don't actually give you instructions, but they can give you a general broad idea of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That's, Ultimately, most things can. That's why my therapist is always like, play Wing Commander. <laughs> I hope they told you to play it on like uh, an Amiga or something instead of on the Super Nintendo. Because we've, we've kind of, you know, said that like we don't think these games are particularly well suited to the Super Nintendo. They are. I mean, like they were really impressive uh, when they came out originally in their, you know, uh, um, respective platforms. But I think... Um, you know, it still looks cool on the Super Nintendo, but I just don't know if it controls all that well. It's hard to do like, you know, a 3D space with a D-pad. I mean, look, it's also yeah. a really complicated game. Like it's a game where if you hold down, it effectively has a shift key on the controller where you can hold down a button and then all the buttons, all the other buttons have a second function because there's so many controls. It's an interesting juxtaposition because like looking at this, when, when did this issue come out? What year? 93. Yeah, uh, 93? October 93. 93 yeah. So, like, Nintendo is really known for not putting a bunch of third-party games onto its consoles and stuff like that, right? Um, they, either, they either have to pass, yeah. like, the Nintendo Gold standard, um, or it's it's mostly first-party games. Well, this was this was less true back in these days. These back back then, right. they were they <laughs> right. were more more like what you know uh, the kind of spread of games you would see on like um, the PlayStation or something, you know. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, which is interesting because they've opened that up in the they Switch have, yeah. where Nintendo is coming out with things like the Indie Lab mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And and you can play The Witcher 3 yes, on, you the, can. on yeah. the Nintendo Switch. And unlike Mortal Kombat, there's no censoring of that game. The only thing that really gets updated for the port is like downgrading right, its because they got fidelity to do that so, so that it can perform on the switch and so on and so forth. So it's really interesting to go from 93 to 2023 and see how Nintendo has increased their relationships with third party games. It, it is interesting. I mean, basically kind of what happened is they burned a lot of bridges in the Nintendo 64 era, uh, partially because they chose to make a cartridge system instead of a CD based one. And also because they were um, they were kind of bullies, honestly, and a bunch of companies were kind of looking for a way out of the relationship with Nintendo. So when Sony kind of showed up on the scene, they were like, this seems like a better option for us than like, cause Nintendo was like very like top down, very like we control all the production for this thing. You pay us, we make the things, then we pay you if it makes money, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like basically Nintendo said, you know, like, Hey, we control the production of all the cartridges and everything. You can't go to anybody else to get cartridges made. You have to go to us. You have to order a certain number. Um, you know, and when Nintendo was like the video game console, that was kind of okay because you were still probably going to make money on it. But you know, when the super Nintendo came out and it was starting to face competition, 
you know, your return on investment wasn't nearly as guaranteed. And then, you know, by the time, yeah, the a CD based console comes out, everybody wants to jump ship because, hey, this is just a safer bet. Um, and the 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 arrangement was a lot more amicable between the console manufacturers and the, the people making the games at that point. So you stopped seeing stuff like Wing Commander, the secret missions on on Nintendo yeah. systems for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. And now we're back, baby. Yeah, boy. <laughs> more more secret missions. <laughs> the hidden secret missions of the Wing Commander. So many more <laughs> missions. Seven up aren't back, are they? <laughs> no new seven up games. Lost that client forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, seven up, you know, they hold grudges. Once you lose them, you're never getting them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go with Sierra Mist now. Does Sierra Mist have a mascot? <laughs> Play the new White Claw game. Got <laughs> <laughs> a cute little tiger. It's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm White Claw. I'm just a little tiger. Uh, no, he's got to no, be more um, intense. You've sold, me, you've sold me on it. So. <laughs> Claw That's true. Me. White Claw doesn't. <laughs> yeah right oh <laughs> uh, anyway uh next up we got classified information this is just kind of like their their thing was like hey here's some here's a bunch of codes for you for various games um this was maybe like the first thing i would always turn to as soon as i got one of these in the mail uh, back in the day uh-huh looking for those sweet, gotta see like like codes. this would have been a very exciting one um because like that hyperspeed thing for street fighter 2 turbo that makes that game play so much faster and it feels real, real good. It's like why that game holds up better than most fighting games of that era. Um, now, so Chase, I know, I know you're super excited about Street Fighter 2. What yeah. the heck is this? Brawl Brothers? This is a... Well, uh, Hold on. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about a little game called Brawl Brothers. Uh, <laughs> it it's the uh, second when, uh, in the rushing beat series, which is uh, kind of related to the Nintendo would eventually make something called Super Smash brothers oh it has nothing to do with and that then, oh has no are you sure i mean this I'm is a little positive. suspect come on come on jason Super I smash that. brothers brawl came out on the wii <laughs> you tell yeah. me that this is not the precursor to that no it's because the brawl brothers ip it was dead by that point let's listen to chase <laughs> tell us all about it well uh i don't know maybe there maybe there's like a, a some secret jalico operatives who have survived all these years <laughs> who've been working behind the scenes and are just waiting for the chance to to bring uh classic characters like uzi <laughs> into the the smash brothers world i don't know they should have put him in just as like a you know uh <laughs> a show of respect i think yeah mm. I, I think so yeah man that bro is that really how the brawl brothers logo looked in the game i think it was um I, so I can see why they i can see why they left a code in to put the rushing beat one on there instead but yeah so <laughs> rushing beat was a series of three um brawlers like uh belt scrolling brawlers that um basically had all the connective tissue between them uh, scrubbed out when they reached America and they all got different titles and renamed the characters differently in each installment for some reason. Don't know why, but that's what they did. Mm. Okay. But yeah, just a weird coincidence actually that, yeah, the, the name, I mean, it's just, it's so nice, isn't it? It's alliterative brawl brothers, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also loving if you give a Yoshi a cookie uh, over there. Oh Yeah. No, it just says Yoshi's Cookie, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yoshi's what? Yoshi's Cookie. This is a rude magazine. Let's move on. It's it's very normal. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't I don't know what you guys could be talking like, about. We're just talking about cookies here. We're talking about delicious cookies okay. made no, by... I, kn- uh, I know what you Americans mean when you say the word cookie. I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's cookie. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yoshi's Biscuits. 
Oh, <laughs> nice, there we go. Nice. Lovely stuff. Thanks for translating. This is wholesome uh, now. There we go. There we go. Everything. <laughs> Unless you're talking about a soggy biscuit. That's the no, no, oh. no soggy bottoms here. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That, that I, I hope that accent wasn't offensive. Oh no, not you can't possibly be offensive to the language of colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, always punching up. Do you ever like uh, uh, try to do an American accent? Like, is that a thing that British people do the way we do, like over here? Uh, oh yeah, has. definitely. It always he ends up being has. that same. Uh, I mean, not mine, but when British people do it, it's always this the like Valley Girl kind of voice mm. is is the root. Yeah, it's always every time I've heard somebody do that, it always sounds very California, yeah. like Southern California. Oh, the, for the I feel like a lot of them go for for like Southern. Um, I mean, yeah, like, is that, is that, that what uh, James Bond did in Glass Onion and Knives Out? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, it, but that yes, was a was. character, right? Like that's like a fun guy who just has like that that great weird accent. So I, yeah. say, I, I need a mint julep over here. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, I say. You got to you gotta <laughs> say that to get into the accent, and then I never said anything else after that. <laughs> I think I have a. Do we have a bit on gate leapers where I can't do one, but even in, though in real life I kind of can. So now I'm scared to do one. On well, it. I think for oh, one of okay. our DC ones, uh, <laughs> don't 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 break the the kayfabe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you sure. know, I think I remember saying like, "Well, howdy, y'all. How are we all doing today?" Uh, Mario Kart. Any thoughts on Mario Kart? Good game. It was a <laughs> All right. Cool. I like it. It's good. Nice. It's yeah. good. <laughs> no, it's just uh no, I never played the NES version. I can't imagine that it handled very well, that it felt really good when was... compared to like the newer generations, you know, I, like Yeah. It was fine. Better better than you'd oh, think, okay. I think. Uh you know, the battle mode particularly, I think, is still very mm. fine on the Super Nintendo version. But yeah, I mean, the main thing is just that the tracks are totally flat because they used uh, the Super Nintendo's mode, mode 7, which could basically scale and rotate a big bitmap image. And they use that for any kind of like 3D racing or, you know, okay. similar thing uh, for games. So. So, yeah, it was like a neat hardware thing that was like one of the big one of the big promoted things that the super nintendo could do so uh yeah no my, my original mario kart's still fun it's i think the weirdest thing about it probably is just how small the roster is because mm. um you know a lot of the characters that you see in later mario kart games didn't even exist back then so yeah. we yeah. got uh donkey kong jr that classic mario character uh selectable in that game yeah donkey kong jr is in that game yeah. that's this is before true. the big donkey kong uh, revival weird, like white onesie <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah yeah, because this was like pre-Donkey Kong Country, so that that version of Donkey Kong that we all know now didn't exist yet. Mm. So yeah, we're seeing uh, we're seeing Mario, we're seeing Peach, we're seeing Yoshi, we're seeing White Yoshi, mm-hmm. and then we're seeing Toad with a helmet on. It's pretty great stuff. <laughs> and then, is that Bowser? That's a really yep. fat Bowser because they're trying to like squish him down into the same yes. size as Mario because yeah. they hadn't yeah. figured yeah. that out yet. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's no, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yoshi's yeah. perpetually got his tongue out. But yeah, I think I think White Yoshi that you're calling that there is actually a Koopa, a Koopa. Troop. Ah. Uh, I think that's I think that's a little one of the the and little is Yoshi, bullets, is Yoshi so. smoking a cigarette? <laughs> 
kids so, like, yes yoshi for, was a big smoker for back some in reason he, they got him to stop eventually yeah for some you. reason every time yoshi's sprite is turned to the side in this game he has his tongue out i don't know why they went with that but that's just rude <laughs> yeah. it's just rude of him to do that I actually mean, like i, don't I used know. to draw characters when i like cartoon characters when i was younger and i would always draw them with their tongue out and my teachers would always be like why do they have a cigarette in their mouth <laughs> don't draw children with cigarettes <laughs> That's so funny. That's it's like no, it's his time. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just perfectly innocent. I don't know what a cigarette is. I'm six, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is there anything else in classified information that anybody has any questions about? No, no. There's a lot. So let's then talk about the Star Fox, <laughs> yes, I, yeah, yeah. which like you guys this. are coming in on part nine <laughs> of twelve nine. of this thing. <laughs> so. Uh, that's gotta oh, be a cool my, I, re- I read it and then my thought at the end of this was like I need to have understood the first eight parts to understand what's happening here look at that uh-huh. sexy fox yeah. lady oh yeah that was yeah. a, that was a mean, really funny God, bit, that, actually oh that is so uh, weird it's so, so that character's been, I, 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 what are they doing here this is the first time they've done anything like this with that character in this so that's a character that that the 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 lady fox character in this uh farah i don't know if they even say her name in this she's an original invention for this comic she's not from the games or anything um and mostly she's been like a cool like you know fighter pilot lady and for some reason in this one they have fox dress her up in his mom's clothes and everyone talks about how pretty she is it's, it's like, weird. You, you look just like is it? You look just like my mom, or you look just like my sister. You look just yeah, like yeah. my mom. Uh, that's yeah. what he says. Yeah, like, that's weird. That's weird to say to your your love interest. It's like we got to teach him young, gang. We got to teach him furries young, and we got to <laughs> teach him Oedipian Oedip- complexes young. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we've been pretty impressed with this comic in the past. This is a pretty uh-huh. weak issue. Like, uh, we, we, I mean, this is like a transitional the, issue, yes, basically, yeah. between like the, big the things. Pe- pencil so, art yeah. is like, like, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the pencil art's gorgeous in this. Uh, and actually, I think a lot of the coloring in these issues tends to be really yeah. neat. They do a lot of these, like you know, kind of like. Uh, you know, everything's like in one mm-hmm. color and then the backgrounds in another color mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so that, that tends to be really cool. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah, this is really like that style a lot and they've done some really cool things with it, but um, you know, we just got off of a comic where like Venom's base is destroyed. Like it honestly could have been the final issue and it would have been fine. So we've got Andros coming back to life, except yeah. there's two of them. I, I'm not, entirely sure yeah. what happened i don't know why that's <laughs> yeah. the case yeah and then we've just got a bunch of people talking about star fox team coming back to their home planet and then they do and then fox dresses his girlfriend up like his mom and, <laughs> and then there's talks a about how Gundam his his thing? dad would drop dead if he saw her like that which i yeah you take that a couple different uh, ways <laughs> uh but yeah there's there's a gundam too there's a pig yeah. gundam oh yeah yeah i uh, which is a fun reference that is cool partially because nobody would have gotten this reference in America no. in, uh, in 1993. Cause that this, this comic was drawn by a Japanese artist and uh, I don't think any Gundam things at all had come out in America. Yeah. At this the point. era of tsunami so. had not occurred yet. <laughs> no, 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 it's a fantastic it juxtaposition that I don't see too often in the actual star Fox uh, games, but the idea there's so many just furry animals like it, like some of this comic just looks like I'm in the hundred acre woods. 
I was thinking that they do the same spot from the Disney's Robin Hood movie where like right. there's, a, there's a bird who's a bard who's like, yeah, now I'm going to tell you, tell you the tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. And I wish they would emphasize that more in the games because uh, it's a neat ju- juxtaposition um, that is just like sci-fi plus animals. Kind yeah, freaking silly. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I always get a little bit annoyed sometimes when they try and have characters in books and comics sing unless they give me like a good idea of like what the melody is supposed to sound like i'm just like I, yeah this yeah. doesn't really work for me i don't know but our co-host on gate leapers audra would agree with you 110 uh, percent. yes a, it's a pet peeve of hers definitely yeah. although like i said i just imagined it as the robin hood thing so i mm-hmm. gave him the southern uh-huh. accent of that <laughs> southern <chicken>. accent. <laughs> He just, he just love doing Lake that Horn? accent, I think. Ben Wap, yeah, I say, I say, I say, yeah. Well, uh, let, let me tell you, uh, let, let me sing you a story, a, 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 a yawn, folktale, that is. Now, there's been a murder here on Papa Toon. <laughs> <laughs> I must ask nobody move the body. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was part nine of a comic that, I've not read the first parts of. That's what that was? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think they only exist in the pages of Nintendo Power issues, which, I mean, you can look up for free, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but, yeah, they, the, the the similar, like, Zelda and Mario comics from Nintendo Power that ran at different times actually did get collected into, like, just digests that you can buy on their own. They never did that with these ones, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, and that's my it, knowledge. It was the... You look like my mother thing. They were like, no, we won't compile yeah. this and publish this for kids. <laughs> it's like, this is troubling. Yeah, honestly, like they could have just left all that out and had, I don't know, literally anything happen. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Like, we, we, it's just a very weird turn for this to take. The, uh, the artists are getting uh-huh. bored. Yeah. Need a little, little something for daddy in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just like Slippy says, something is very wrong. We don't know what. Everybody's just celebrating, and that's where we leave the issue. Um, yeah, kind of a weak one for a comic that we've normally yeah. been pretty pretty positive on. So, uh-huh. disappointing. Uh, also probably very disappointing, the Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat, <laughs> which we get a oh, two-page thing Game about. Oh, the Game Boy version. I was wondering why there was two Mortal yeah. Kombat in here. Which yeah, which I... Yeah, that's why there's two Mortal Kombat's, yeah. and they didn't put as much effort into this one as they did the spread about the mm. Super Nintendo version. So a, a problem occurred to me when I was looking at these things that I, I, I'm pretty sure this game has, that um, I wonder if it occurred to, to, to anybody else. So this game has, this is uh, a game where two of the characters you can play as are uh, color-coded ninjas. This is a black and white <laughs> video game system. How are you to tell which ninja you're using if you're if you and another person are are fighting each other? Will you be playing as the light like, gray or the dark gray? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that's really visible. Sub Zero is a slightly darker shade of pea soup green. <laughs> but yeah, this is not this is this is like a famously really rough uh, version of this game, right? I think so. I don't know. I, I, I I don't know if there's anything famous about it because I don't know why anyone would have bought this version of it. Like I don't know what I don't I don't know I don't get it I don't get it at all. Two button Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that that's yeah. the question I wanted to know is how do you play a, a five button fighting game with two buttons? Well, you hold down one of the others and, and like a tab, <laughs> and then it becomes a different uh, button each one. Yeah, right. Yeah. You do the the wing commander. That's it. Wing thing. Co- you know, I couldn't remember and the game. So you, you hold down the select button and then you get the other two, 
the other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if I actually like Ugh. played this in an emulator. It turns out it's an RPG of some sort. Like, oh, this is actually kind of good. I, nobody played it, so nobody could Honestly, tell me this. Honestly, that would that would be sick. That would be that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, similarly interesting uh, Sports Illustrated Championship football and baseball for Game Boy. Yeah, how about that? Uh, some sports, some sports in my <laughs> games magazine. Love it. They didn't. They didn't do a lot of times. These issues have a full section that's kind of a roundup of sports games that are coming out because there's not really enough to write about individually for them to do that. But this seems to be the only sports game they're covering in this one, so they gave it a few pages. Yeah, uh, which um, good for them, I guess. Uh, and also, I I, I, I I apologize. I should have said championship American football and baseball. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's okay. Matt's that's okay. an American now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm learning. It's not soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just do want to criticize one thing about these several pages, though. Yeah, please. Yeah. Winning realism. The first thing, the first blurb that's there. Winning realism. Yeah. You're uh, you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a no. <laughs> Even back in the '90s, kids were like, "This looks like crap." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like my lifespan went down by at least a few months by having to read the first paragraph of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sports Illustrated has built a reputation for bringing a realistic account of professional sports to its readers for many years. <laughs> Great. Good. That's what I want. And my Game Boy game. Yeah. Ugh. This literally would yeah. have been more interesting if this was like an archive of like a year's worth of Sports Illustrated articles yeah. that you could read on your Game Boy. <laughs> Yes, definitely. But yeah, I don't know anything about this one. I've never heard of this game before, and I don't know how it managed either of these things. Now, they've so, written the phrase yeah. link up. They've uh, written the phrase link up here. Did they mean look up? Is that what they meant? <laughs> oh, you know, probably, probably. That's probably, right. Yeah, 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 that's right. I don't know it's much that, about American yeah. football, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just anywhere where you see the word link here, just imagine they meant to write Luke and it'll make more sense. Perfect. But I'm I'm with it now. So they call it when you drop the ball in American football. They call that a Luke. Oh, uh, you really that's looped that one up. <laughs> um Yeah, a lot of sports stuff. And then we get uh, Jurassic Park on Game Boy. I again I don't know if this is terribly yep. interesting to anybody. We could probably just uh Love the love the film. Still holds up. Absolutely. Yeah. Better special effects than many things that came out like a decade later. For sure. <laughs> um, and uh, then we've got a uh, we got a, a wrestling game. Uh, for yes, game please. Boy. We got King of the Ring. Uh, so you're a wrestling fan. Uh, what do you have to to uh, what are your opinions about what's presented here? Uh, well, we have a lovely image of Brett the Hitman Hart first with the King of the Ring pay-per-view logo. One of the original WWF pay-per-views. Oh, my God. Um, he's about to go off. Yeah. We got, we got Hulk Hogan in the corner. I don't, I'm not going to talk about the game because I never played this game. Um, but I do enjoy (laughs) the idea that there was a wrestling game for for the first game boy like that. I I feel like that would translate better than the other sports games, but then I've got to realize obviously pro wrestling isn't real. So that might be why. Um, but yeah, it looks the, the screenshots look, look decent. Yeah, they look decent. Like you can definitely identify that these are different wrestlers, which is, you know, yeah. better than you might get out of a Game Boy game. Uh, I personally really like this little graphic of all the wrestlers and then, uh, you know, kind of in like a big circle over the WWF logo. Yes. And then in the center, we've got uh, one with a question mark for a face and it just says you. 
<laughs> this is you. This is you. Because, yeah, I guess this had to create create a wrestler thing, which, um, you know, I don't think we've seen in any of the wrestling games we've played so far. No, is that right, Chase? I, I don't think we have. No. So that's pretty also, cool. Also, this would just be a pretty good wrestling persona, right? You just put like a mask over you. That's just a big question mark. Like, like yeah. you're, you're the mystery yeah. person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And you so never take it off. I think they've done that with some luchadors sometimes. Or like someone dresses up as a luchador to disguise themselves. And they're like, oh, it's mystery, mystery man number six. I wonder who it is. And it's like fighting for a contract on the show. And then he unmasks uh-huh. and it's the guy who got fired two weeks ago, that oh. kind of thing. So I think they've done the question mark mask before, for sure. Okay. Amazing. Okay. And they, they got it from their own video game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They were like, uh, Vince McMahon was like looking at, at like this issue of Nintendo Power and was like, you know what? That's not a yeah. bad idea. I'm running out of ideas rapidly. This will do nicely. <laughs> Back yes. We are not wrestling people. So like this is probably like the, the most in-depth we have gone on any wrestling <laughs> thing on this show at this point. Um, I mean, uh, it's not related specifically to this, but which wrestling games have you played so far for the, for the podcast? And have you enjoyed any of them? We did enjoy one of them. Yeah, there's a WrestleMania game, which is not very good. Mm. And then there is a Royal Rumble game, which is considerably better. Okay. And uh, probably the best wrestling game, though, is not actually a WWF branded one. Um, it's a weird one, uh, which is a kaiju wrestling game okay. called King Ooh. of the Monsters, oh. where you are a bunch of off-brand Godzilla characters oh, wrestling man. in big cities. And it is pretty good. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And yeah, uh, that does looking forward fun. to the sequel. Yeah. Of that. yeah. But uh, but yeah, in terms of actual like here, here are some real wrestlers that you recognize. Uh, we've yeah, we basically we played one pretty good one and one one that is unfortunately one of like the worst games we played. Right. <laughs> so far. So that, that's in line with modern wrestling games. So <laughs> uh-huh. okay. yeah. Um, which, uh, I know one thing, which is that wrestling games will continue to get better as the, as the, the Super Nintendo's life goes on. Uh, yes. so, you know, I'm looking forward to some of those coming up, but yeah, it's been a little bit of a slow start for wrestling, um, for, for, for our purview, uh, you know, at this point. Yeah. I think that from what I've heard from friends who are gamers and wrestling fans, it seems to be like 95 to 2005 was like the golden decade of wrestling mm. games. There's not really yeah, much I good mean, outside of them. I mean, apparently basically wrestling games became uh, a very big deal and a beloved thing. Once we got to like the N64 era, um, you know, that yes. was really when it like kind of took off for real. So yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's unfortunately not something that we'll even see on our yeah. show, but uh, but we will see some better ones for the Super Nintendo, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. And uh, I guess we uh, as we continue through our Game Boy section, uh, something that makes a lot more sense to me on Game Boy Lemmings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lemmings, the, you know, classic, classic <clears throat> franchise. Uh, we enjoyed the Lemmings game for the Super Nintendo quite a lot. And yeah, this seems like it would be perfectly fine for the Super Ni- for for the Game Boy as well. Anybody have any experience with Lemmings? Nope. I oh was, yeah. Look, oh wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I played it on the PC. Whoa! Yeah. Look at you. Kind of the natural home for Lemmings, really. Yeah. Um, but it does okay with the controller. But yeah, uh, I have a Lemming 
uh, fact for all of y'all, uh, not about Hello? the game, but just about the actual animal. Uh, does anybody know what a uh, a group of lemmings is called? You know, uh, you know. I'll the, take a the, guess the, at a f- the term for on, for a group of them. I'm gonna say a fall of lemmings, just based on the context mm. of what they might do. <laughs> so murder. Okay. It's actually something that makes much less sense than either of those. Okay, it's a slice. A slice of lemmings. A slice. Ooh, a slice <laughs> yes. of lemmings. Delicious. Whoa, are we, t- are, are we talking uh, about lemon this. lime sodas again? Mmm, <laughs> delicious <laughs> lemming soda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for some reason, a group of lemmings, presumably, uh, if 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 these guys here are are lemmings, the animal, and not just some little guys we're calling lemmings, uh, we got a whole slice of them on the screen here. Whole slice. A whole slice of lemmings. Yeah, I don't get it. I truly do not get it. <laughs> it's not. It's a good fact, though, at the very least. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about it because uh, there, there's there's a thing here where it says, what do you call a group of little creatures who walk mindlessly into perilous situations? And uh, I was like, what do you call that? And I looked it up and that's what it was. So my factoid about lemmings is that they they don't actually do that. That's true. They don't do that. The Disney company just threw <laughs> a bunch of them off a cliff and filmed it and then said that that ha- said that that's what they do. Yeah. Oh, really? That's truly. That's truly. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Disney, you've yep. lied to us again. <laughs> I know. There's no end to it. There's no end. God. But it makes for a fun game, though. I do remember. I, I remember enjoying yes, it, as, it a, as a child, like trying to figure out these puzzles and it being very stressful because they just keep coming. They just keep coming out that trap door. <laughs> sure do. Honestly, we got such a good game out of it. I'm glad they threw those little rodents off the cliff, really, <laughs> yes. for real. And uh, no, no, I'm, I'm joking. I don't, I don't actually condone uh, animal no, violence. No, you know what? A, a squirrel kinda... chewed through the wires of our car today. I'm, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I'm done true. with rodents, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can all go swivel. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Counselor's Corner is next. Um, we also, uh, you can kind of get a, an idea of like more of a Nestor's original design there up in the corner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Counselor's Corner. But uh, yeah, we got people asking about Shadowrun again. Yeah. Um, th- just make a guide about Shadowrun at this point, Nintendo <laughs> Power. What are you doing? I know, right? They answer questions about this game, I think, in every issue. Like, how do I do anything in the shadow run? <laughs> how can I earn fast cash? <laughs> That's what we all want to know just in general, I think. Everyone's so, internet yeah. search. Well, you can get your diploma or your degree. <laughs> just choose from any uh, of these. Fun- yeah. <laughs> Remember those old commercials? Everybody who's as old as I am. Yep. Yeah, we got that. We got some Lost Vikings. Um, we got like a, a nice map of level 33 of Lost Vikings, which looks complicated. It sure does. We didn't get that far in that game. We like that game, but we didn't get anywhere close to level 33. So uh, we got uh, NES puzzle game Fire and Ice. I'm sure that one's fine. Got Legend of Zelda on the Game Boy. Good yep. game. Uh, anything else about Counselor's Corner or, or can we just can we just cruise on past the counselors? Yeah, let's, let's move past those counselors. OK. All right. We've got a big old spread about the new NES, the remodel, which we already kind of talked about at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a, a great system. It's very durable. They're very sought after by collectors and you know by people who want to play things on original hardware because the the way that the the original NES worked, um, having to kind of like do the spring loaded thing like that that thing was prone to breaking after so many times of 
doing that. I'm kind of surprised they mentioned that in this article that that's one of the one of the good things about this new design is it doesn't use that mechanism. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of surprised they own that at all uh, instead of just yeah. I, I always love it when marketing kind of goes there where, where you know it's like oh you didn't use our old version <laughs> of the product did you that thing sucked God what, what are an you idiot doing? Yeah. get this new I mean I mean we'll we'll continue yeah. <laughs> selling that old product but Jesus. But uh, but this design, the the new, so the new NES is much closer in design to the the Famicom, isn't it? Yeah, much much closer in design to the Famicom. Also, kind of similar to the Super NES, which I think is is kind of a reasoning behind. That's more the point, I think. Yeah, yeah, the controller especially. Yeah, they really super super NES up that controller for sure. Yeah, they also mentioned that there's no port on the bottom anymore because they never ended up doing anything with That's it. True. There's just like a weird little door <laughs> on the bottom of the original NES that never got used for anything. Now, I'm trying to think that must have been like the port because the, the, the original Famicom had this where you could basically turn it into a computer like it, it had its own like um, cassette adapter that you could use to save. Uh, game data onto cassettes like you could with a lot of older computers and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I have to imagine it was like supposed to be that or it was supposed to be some version of the Famicom disk system that they just never brought yeah. out in, in America. Right. Like, I'm sure they had some thought about doing that at some point. Yeah, probably pretty early on. By the time the system came out over here, they kind of didn't need that anymore because, you know, you had. Right. Or more, more advanced yeah. cartridges that, that kind of made up for that. So but yeah, the, the NES is getting pretty long in the tooth at this point in history. Um, we're seeing a few games are still coming out for it, but uh, I, I, I don't think we're going to see the NES gracing the pages of Nintendo Power too much longer, maybe a little bit into uh, 94. But I think that's about it for it. But. But how can you say the NES is on the decline when we're getting amazing new games <laughs> like Battleship? Oh, the classic. Uh, well, it's Battleship. It got me there. Everyone's favorite, the you know, everyone's favorite board game, uh, famously a two-player game that they've <laughs> made into a one-player game here because you can't do the thing that Battleship is known for, which yeah. is two sides <laughs> who don't know the positions of the other person's, uh, you know, uh, units. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's four pages devoted to Battleship for the <laughs> NES here. Um, oh my God, there is. Yeah, <laughs> like no one's yeah. played Battleship before. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, they they're describing it as if it is a completely new game. They don't mention the board game at all in this. They have facts about the real ships, <laughs> as if they're well, characters. I mean, it it kind of yeah. It kind of is. It, it kind of is a different game because it's it's not the battleship that you would just, you know, buy at the board game store and play. That is I mean, true, actually, because yeah. that game's fun. <laughs> and this one, from what I remember of playing it, uh, it isn't. One of the things they mention here is that you have a new special. I mean, it's, I think this is new. I don't know that this is a thing that existed in the board game. Uh, the submarine, which is a single square unit that you can put somewhere. And that would be infuriating oh, yeah. to have to play against. It's <laughs> yes. like, oh, you got everything else of mine, but you didn't find <laughs> the one unit where I put the, the one square where I put the submarine. Like that just seems like worse. You've killed every single piece of marine life in this area. <laughs> but but this one square is safe. But you didn't <laughs> yeah. hit my canoe. Yeah. 
<laughs> you, you sunk my, my battle, battle canoe. My battle canoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also get uh, the Flintstones. Uh, I, this is a notoriously rare game, correct? Yeah, this is the one that I think was a blockbuster video exclusive. Ah, yep, that usually does it. Uh, like, like you couldn't buy this game; they just sold copies of it to Blockbuster, and then you could rent them. Uh, which happened with a couple of games, but this is this is, but but because of that, the the actual numbers of cartridges for this are really really low. So I don't know if this is a good game or not at all. But uh, yeah, that's it, it. Sure is a Flintstones game that people somebody would be willing to pay like you know thousands of dollars for i think so yeah yeah oh wow ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some folks are real hardcore about that stuff yep couldn't, um, couldn't be me but i'm i'm happy for them <laughs> i i can play this yeah i, I can yeah. play this through other means that are totally <laughs> legit so uh you know totally legit yeah um, but it seems okay. I mean, it's got, you know, two different characters with different powers that you switch up between to get through the levels. Uh, you know, it looks reasonably attractive for like a late era NES game. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm always kind of surprised by how much presence the Flintstones had in the early nineties. Yeah. It was really around then. Uh, Cause like they were doing the movie then and it was on TV a lot uh, and yeah, like, um, no, like the Flintstones, very viable license for, uh, a video game at this point in time, which in retrospect, pretty strange to me. Yeah. Now, now it's, um, Pebbles cereal and vitamins. That's about it. <laughs> Actually, are, are Flintstones vitamins still a thing? Yeah. I think Flintstones vitamins are still around because I've read, I've read some weird, like, argument on the internet a while ago because they, rem- they they changed out one of the vitamins like they 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 put in like <laughs> betty rubble instead of something that was in there before and god pc was- culture's gone mad they put in betty rubble and took out my bone god <laughs> how dare they sjw snowflakes running amok <laughs> that's right ruining uh, god even the flintstones vitamins aren't safe my, from us why do my gummies have to have a balance of gender is the sort of thing they'd say <laughs> it's the sort of thing yep, they get red faced about that's it right there oh but yeah because i have that cursed knowledge i think uh they're still around so Get uh, the, the top 20. I, I don't know if this is of any interest to anybody. If anyone wants to comment on anything, we can totally well, skip I, it. Doesn't. I mean, I just the one quick thing, because it's a Nintendo thing I had, because uh, I had a Game Boy mm. uh, as opposed to the actual consoles. Uh, so I Kirby's Dreamland right there. I had that. I played Kirby's Dreamland. <laughs> I loved sucking things up with that little guy uh, and fighting the tree. I remember fighting the tree over and over again right at the beginning of that. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's all my memories of Kirby's Dreamland. We can move on now. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, that, that's that's great. Yeah, you can definitely see like the Game Boy games that actually are popular because they they tend to stay in that top twenty. Yeah, like I, I don't think we're gonna yeah, see um, things... Sports Illustrated <laughs> cracking that anytime soon. Mm, probably not. Yeah. Now, one of the things that was true back then and and remained true no matter how. 
uh, how bad Nintendo's relationship with with third party developers got. Uh, the Nintendo games are always the top yeah. on these top, at, at the top on these lists, pretty much. Uh, it doesn't matter what else is coming out for the system, for the most part. It's always going to be like three Nintendo things, uh, or two or three Nintendo things, and then then like a Capcom thing or something. Yeah, so, yeah, we got yeah. got Street Fighter Two in there, which is inexplicably higher than Street Fighter Two Turbo. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been around longer, I guess maybe. True. True. I don't yeah. know. Kids' parents Oops. not being willing to buy the new cartridge for them or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Now, Faceball 2000. Oh, Faceball 2000. Yeah, <laughs> Faceball 2000 is something, huh? Uh, it's um, a weird little game. For Game Boy. Yeah, number 11. That's the version that should be on a list here because it was like yes. a weird little um, like first-person maze game that was also kind of a shooter and the big thing was that that version of it i love the name by the way faceball 2000 it's hilarious yeah. uh you so could far into the future you could you could look up with other people nice good good stuff <laughs> and uh like a lot of other people and have like a like a 16 player game Whoa. of it or something what the uh if you just kept daisy chaining the uh, link yes. cables together so that's really cool. There was also a Super Nintendo version, but you yep. couldn't do any of that in it. It was just a very boring, very <laughs> simple game. So that was a situation where the Game Boy version was like way better than than the Super Nintendo. Oh, nice. So yeah. And yeah, there's just like these big smiley faces firing bullets out of their heads at each other. <laughs> a, so, a maze-based yeah. shooter. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, MIDI maze, I believe, is yeah. what it was originally called when it came out on uh, computers back in the day. Okay. Uh, if we turn the page from there, we get the players poll contest for for this month which is all about street fighter like basically kind of the way these worked is like there's a little card i think this version this this particular scan does not have it in here but there was like a little like card that you could fill out where you you sort of ranked popular nintendo games and sent it in that's where the top 20s came from and then uh some of the people who sent that in would win these prizes this this might have been the only one i bothered to send in because i really wanted that arcade cabinet I mean, yeah, that's sick as hell, right? A Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 arcade cabinet. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, hideous picture of Fei Long here. I don't know <laughs> I mean, what that, that, that picture that is. That was the, but, the uh, official Capcom art for him, I'm pretty sure. This Yeah, this all looks like the official Capcom art. I just don't yeah. know what... DJ also looks terrible. That being said, but like, I love all of this art. They do look terrible, but it's very nostalgic, and I love the style. I mean, me too. I love it. I love it. Uh, even... Though they they all look uh, kind of weird, mm. but uh, no, Cammy and T Hawk actually. T Hawk looks fine, really but. good. Oh oh, I I know a fun factoid about DJ. Um, you know why his do you know why his pants say maximum? No, why? No, because uh, all the letters are symmetrical, so it doesn't matter which way his sprite is turned; it'll still look the same. Wow, oh, that's good. Oh, that's cool. That's good. I like that. That's really smart. That I guess we move on to now playing, unless anyone else has some Street Fighter stories. Nobody, nobody spent hours in the arcade stacking quarters up and no. I, I mean, I did in a vintage arcade this past summer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, now playing is basically this. So Nintendo power is in a weird place with actually reviewing games. They're be- much better at covering games and kind of being boosters for them than they are trying to like actually, you know, do any kind of a, a value based review of them because they can't really be too negative about these games. Uh, Cause this is ultimately a magazine being put out by the company that makes the system. So 
uh, they're they're generally pretty, you know, they don't really say anything tremendously negative unless the game is like really, really bad. But uh, but yeah, uh, we have a kind of s- selection of uh, of games that are covered in the magazine and some that aren't aren't, you know, being covered yet. Uh, they have a, a review right front and center for the Ren and Stimpy show V Idiots, which will be coming out. Which we played on a different show a long time ago and yeah. thought it was actually okay. One of four freaking Ren and Stimpy games wow. that are going to come out for this system. Oh mm. man, yeah, yeah. So we got that. We got um, the the we've got Cliffhanger. Um, I'm kind of excited to play that one because I bet that's a hot mess. <laughs> We've got Dream TV, which I am curious about, um, but even though we won't be able to play that co-op, and that does sound like an interesting way to play that, based on yeah. how they describe it also, here. Also, it says uh, an evil being named The Critic. I really hope it's Jay Sherman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, look, I think people have had some bad dreams about uh, about John Lovitz, so, you know. Yeah, I, uh, the Simpsons, Jason. You will have seen oh, okay. the episode. The it span off into its own show, but it's the one with the movie critic, and they do the film festival. Man getting hit oh, by yeah, a football. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's okay. just there thank you. Go. you thank catch you up on the reference. Yeah. I uh, I do watch the Simpsons. Not enough to get the references. Yeah, yeah. Not enough to. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Simpsons. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, it's I'm yeah. There. All right. Well, that's that's good. That's good. I, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of seasons one through ten of the Simpsons over and over again. So, man, one yep. through ten. I'm Same. just trying to lock down one through five until I can quote <laughs> one through five, okay, yeah. and then I'll be on that level. No, that's okay. That's all right. You know, you, you got it. You got to do there it. Once in steps. was a man named Enos. You know, there you go. That's your favorite line <laughs> in the whole of the Simpsons. Um, yeah. What else do we have in here? We got uh, more plock, more superstar. Thomas the Tank Engine. Don't 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 forget that. Oh, how could anyone forget? <laughs> Can't Thomas forget the Thomas. Tank yeah. we, we talked about Thomas the Tank Engine because they had a Super Nintendo version as well. This sounds like the same game, but just for the NES instead. It does. It it looks like the same game. Um, that's weird. I believe that, you know, I don't think there was anything about that. That was like, you know, his, his horrible face was in both of them, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So I, I'm actually curious. Did either of you actually find Thomas like appealing when you were kids? I, because yeah. I mean, uh, I'm t- <laughs> yeah, I did too. And in retrospect, I don't get it because he is, viscerally horrifying oh definitely and just like the creepy ringo star like commentary over it the narration it's yeah Uh, we had george carlin (laughs) over here oh Oh, okay it eventually became alec baldwin that's the one my brother watched okay yeah Uh uh-huh i i yeah i don't remember like as a child making conscious decisions but i know that by the time i grew up my i had loads of thomas the tank engine toys and stuff oh, okay. you're one of those so kids. i think it was like my i was one of those train kids yeah <laughs> nice trains are good trains are uh-huh. good yeah. i like trains it's a concept i think they're very good we need more yeah. of them over here in this country agreed do we need them with uh <laughs> big big puffy faces on? you know them? what if that's what it takes yeah. then okay yes. i'm fine with it like <laughs> Whatever it takes to get high speed choice, rail in America. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take those hideous faces if that's, yeah. if we can get from the East coast to the that's West right, coast in right. a day. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. We got, uh, we also got Mario is missing for the NES. We talked about the SNES version of that not too long ago, uh, which is basically um, what if Mario, but where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Okay. Yeah. It's like a weird little like educational game where you go around to different cities as Luigi and answer questions about the landmarks there to get like treasures so that you can eventually, 
get Mario. Yeah, you can. You have to back? save him because because he's, he's been kidnapped. Yeah. Well, in Bowser yeah. is also. It's like it's sort of like Luigi's Mansion, but uh, yeah. like ten years earlier, and and, and, and Bowser is Carmen San Diego because he is stealing landmarks that you are trying to get back. Okay. Where in the world is Bowser San Diego? Ironically, San Diego. <laughs> Mario's missing. Where is he? San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, just a general thing about these. Um, one thing you'll notice that I think is really weird in retrospect is the complaint that because uh, they got to say something positive and something negative about all these games. And the complaint for many of them is this game is too easy. And it's like, Really? This game, like any of these games are too easy, like maybe the Thomas the Tank Engine game. Sure. But uh, I I find a lot of the games they've specifically called out as being too easy, exactly as difficult as uh, as as other games from this vintage. So I'm sorry, we can't all be as good at video games as the, the Nintendo Power Staff. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good at you at games, Howard Phillips. God, leave me alone. <laughs> God, Howard writing about how easy games are all the time <laughs> you can really see where the priorities are here though because we've got what we got a lot uh, of super nintendo and like 14 14 super nintendo games and then three nes yep. games and yeah. uh yeah uh, so. then we get a uh, power players challenge um get challenges for star wars UN squadron and nigel mansell's world championship racing uh Nigel Mansell, I'm sure, is a, a, a beloved uh, British yes, icon, correct? sure. I know who <laughs> Nigel Mansell is. I'm familiar with his work. Excellent. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> okay, I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, anything about these records? I'm not looking up what any of these records are now. We once found a record where it's like, oh, if this is true, this is like, th- this guy beat the current world record, so it's probably fake. Um, but Right, yeah. That that's the thing. Without a internet database to check it against, anyone could just send in anything. Yeah, they, right. they tell you how to take a photo of it, but I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine many of those photos come out crystal clear. So they're just yeah. like, oh, I believe it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, that must have been kind of a grim job, huh? Being the person at Nintendo who had to review all the photos coming in. It's like, oh god, I can't. the camera that they have. Yeah, it's got a wire on it with a button. Yes, like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about camera technology, but that is ancient. That's like the <laughs> shit that Tarzan used in the movie Tarzan. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you weren't getting one. You were getting one of those like disposable cameras that you bought from Walgreens or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it'd be a Polaroid. Could oh, be a could Polaroid. Be Polaroid. That would take a terrible picture. I mean, of a TV. So screen, did those but... disposable cameras. So. <laughs> Also, it could be what true. that little black port in the redesigned NES is for. It's actually, you hold it up ah. and it's actually a camera. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. <laughs> um, Packwatch, probably the most interesting thing about Packwatch here is that we get our first uh, mention of what would become the Nintendo 64 right oh. now. Yep. Yeah, we get our mention of Project Reality, which would later be the oh. Ultra 64 and then the Nintendo 64. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know... That really early mention of it, I feel like for for, you know, considering it won't be out for another three years. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everything else we can probably talk about in a future edition. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's um, not coming out for a one while. One other thing I do want to mention here is the Jurassic Park section here about the Super Nintendo game has a little dig at the Genesis version, which was already out and a completely different game. <laughs> so uh, that's nice and and 
you know, I love it when they get petty. Um, but yeah, uh, all of these <laughs> yeah. things will be coming and we will talk about them uh, when they when they do come out. And that's that's kind of the issue, really. Yeah, that is pretty much the issue. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap things up, um, uh, please. Uh, guests, Matt, Jason, tell us where people can find you. Uh, if you want to be found, I suppose. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we we would like to be found. Uh, we, <laughs> we are the hosts, two thirds of the hosts of a pop culture panel game podcast called Gate Leapers. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Gate Leapers. We sometimes check that now that Twitter's doing mm-hmm. what it's doing. Uh, I think Emmy summed it up well with the big fat quiz comments at the start. If you're familiar with <laughs> British panel shows, we're like that. If not, we're sort of like, an anarchic bar trivia night. Like, yeah. Kind, kind of like pop culture nerd trivia that gets yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. Where we uh, talk about the passions of the fandom that we're into, but also everything's just silly, right? And weird. Yeah. So we yeah. also get to pay, poke fun of it at ourselves and, and so on and so forth. We're the, we're the gate leapers. We're the opposite of yes. gatekeepers. That's yeah. kind of what we went for there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we get great guests on like Chase and Emmy. In fact, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, check out that episode. Yeah. They came on, they talked about Star Trek. We played games about Star Trek. It was fantastic. Boldly went where it no one has gone before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thanks for having us That's on right. your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And been, thanks really for being here. And, and, yeah. yeah. And for talking about all this nonsense for such a long time. We really appreciate <laughs> it. It was good fun. Yeah. Um, as for us, uh, folks, you can find us on all the social media stuff, um, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, Space Hey, co-host, whatever, um, <laughs> YouTube, all those things, or just go to our website, honestprana.com. I try to keep that up to date, and that is pretty much it. All right. Well, uh, we will be back next time with a, a traditional, regular episode. We're going to jump into the first three games of October 93. We hope you join us for that. Until then, I am Emmy Zero. I'm Chase Keys. Play it loud. Our intro outro song is How Now Brown Cow by Technoax, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty free at technoax.com. That's T E K N O A X E.com.